This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, we review the first episode of The Book of Boba Fett. Plus, Morbius gets delayed again. The Batman has a new trailer. There's more Michael Keaton Batman coming. Is the Flash movie setting up a new Justice League? Who will be introduced into the MCU in the Doctor Strange sequel? Spider-Man No Way Home continues to make all the money and a bunch more. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, January 3rd, 2022. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Hello, what's up, listener? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where boing. we where we give you. Your, oh, it's no. not time for the boing yet. I have to say, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. There's the boing. My name oh. is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the nerd. And joining us, uh, he's still covered in goo, having just crawled out of his own sarlacc pit. It's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Just call me Boba Fat. Yes, we will call you Rug Boba <laughs> Fat. We should oh. call the guy who plays Boba Fat oh, Boba boy. Fat. Well, oh, just no. wait. We'll see. He's uh, I mean, he's in good shape. He's listen, right. he's uh, he's he's a, he's up in age, but uh, yeah. Hey, what what is that? I was trying to think of what's the modern day equivalent of a Sarlacc pit. It's Walmart, isn't it? It's Walmart. Oh shit! Oh, sorry. What? what were you you go in there and you die? Yes, and you got to get slowly digested. You get slowly yeah, what, what, digested. What are you, you got to claw your way out, and you barely leave uh, alive. That happens to me at Walmart. I don't know. I don't oh, know if I can no. go with you on that. No, yeah, that, I know, one, I that one's a of, tough stretch. I couldn't I mean, think of another. That's a analogy. journey that I couldn't go on, Imran. <laughs> I mean, Walmart's an interesting place. <laughs> yes, but I don't it know. Is. It's as interesting as a Sarlacc pit. There's, or it's a different kind of interest. Listen, there's stormtroopers in a Walmart. They were stormtrooper in the Sarlacc pit. I don't know. That's the. It's a different kind of Sarlacc pit. Anyways, <laughs> uh, you come out covered in goo. Still, that's that's what all I'm trying to say. Okay, let's get to some geek news, you bastards. The Jock and Ned podcast. Oh, thanks to Rugboy, we have some breaking news. I mean, as well, I didn't do it as breaking as you can <laughs> be boy on the scene, Rug boy on the scene <laughs> as breaking as you can get on a recorded podcast that comes out like two days. after. We're like we at a sporting this. event. We, like, we got breaking news Let's here. We go got to cut to, to the- rug boy <laughs> live on location live on Hollywood Boulevard. It's rug boy <laughs> from the Hollywood reporter rugs. Why don't you break this news since you alerted me? I think it's important. We got it. It's it happened half an hour ago. Jared Leto's Morbius is being pushed to spring. Oh, amid shit. Omicron surge. Yes, that's the big news. We are, actually we haven't had like a delayed movie in a while. Have you noticed that? They were all kind of rolling out. Well, that was weird because Morbius was going to compete with Spider-Man and they're both Sony movies. So it, maybe it's good that they're uh, for them money wise, I guess. Keep the money train rolling in on Spidey. So just to, to get the dates down, originally this movie, Morbius, was supposed to come out July 10th, 2020. Oh, shit. Then it got moved to July 31st, 2020. Then it got pushed to March 2021. Then it got pushed to October 2021. Then it got pushed to January 21st, 2022. And then this last date was January 28th, 2022. It was going to be the next superhero movie 
that was going to come out later this month. Now, April 1st, 2022. That is the seventh date it has got. Does it, does it win a, like an award or it something? It should win. We should give it applause. Is it like a Guinness World Record for most time? Morbius. As a clip? Oh, I got everything as a clip here. Come on. Are you kidding? I What's the weirdest the clip, clip you got? Applause. Throw it on there well, right now. Applause. The, you got to have applause. You never know. What's the weirdest thing you got on that machine? Uh, the weirdest thing would be. Or the most unexpected thing. Uh, hold on. Okay. It, it would be. Like, you only got I like 16 it, of them, right? Or 12. No, there's. I have this new thing has tons of pads. Uh, so here we go. Get out of the city. Well, Balky oh, Bart- oh, Bartokovus. Come on. Yes. You can't go back to the Balky. <laughs> you need unexpected balky. I think I like it. you've never used that one. No, I use it on the other show, Dance of Joy, <laughs> oh, a perfect strangers. That makes podcast. more sense. That's why I got that sounds all together. <laughs> I love a good balky. You want another balky in there? I, oh, I got another balky. You want me to use all the balky? Yeah, let me hear all the balkies. Who do you think you're talking to? Somebody nice? That one? <laughs> Hold on, and then I like this one. What are we talking about? That one we can use a lot. Oh, that one, yeah, you definitely can use. What are we talking about? You know, get out of the city. No, no, get out of the city is great. Oh, yeah. and then here's the last one. Cousins should joke more. <laughs> yes, yes, they should. See, you hear a little bit of Larry Appleton in that one. It's very Larry Appleton. Anyways, back to fucking Morbius. <laughs> they, they're they saying it's Omicron. Uh, but do you think they may try to fucking uh, shoehorn uh, a Spider-Man in here, maybe, in a thing now that they've seen? Because it's weird. They just made, we'll talk about how much money the, this Spider-Man No Way Home made, over a billion dollars. enough time to put anything in something. I mean, I a lot. It's, you could do a post-credit scene. A lot of people, I oh, think. Oh, maybe a post-credit. Yeah. Many people forgot this movie was coming out this month also, so it might help. Anthony, will it help get more butts in the seats to push this back to April? Possibly. I think it will. I think, I think the Omicron thing is a real concern for movies not called spider-man no way home so i somewhat think this is actually a smart decision i think the timing the timing on spider-man was like it just slid in yes right 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 as on the crown was breaking absolutely it fit in the little window we had for a second where we thought everything was cool like that first wave yeah. like, was like literally the week after yeah. it came out. Yeah. So that's what it seemed it like. Just yeah. made, it just beat the fucking And if you thing. look at like other movies, not Marvel, like West Side Story or Matrix yeah, Resurrections, they're not, they're, they've they're done terrible. Yeah, they're not doing well. Morbius. That one's like kind of tricky because there's a lot of fans that might consider it con- part of Marvel. And I guess it kind of is, although it isn't really made by MCU. So. Yeah, that one was, I think, pushing it back to April. Hopefully, the wave gets moves. We get that over the wave, and people are a little more excited to go to theaters. The thing about Morbius is it doesn't... It, okay, so we we know that it's in the Veniverse, or some, or maybe somewhere adjacent yeah, to that. Definitely in the Veniverse. Yeah. Um, but it also looks like a kind of a serious film. It doesn't look like it's like a like legitimately crazy movie like Venom was. Like, that made no sense and was just like, <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? I think it'll be a more straightforward film. It looks a little bit better. Yes. It's probably way, way more predictable, you know, by the books type of movie. And so. I mean, uh, Vulture, Michael Keaton's going to be in this. So they're trying to connect it. But I think the general audience, the people who saw Spider-Man No Way Home three, four times already, I, I don't think they have any idea that this is, has any connection to Spider-Man. And they don't give a fuck. And they, if maybe they could give them the time to be like, Oh, you like Spider-Man? Well, this is sort of in the same universe. Come see this movie. What about people who like vampires, though? 
yeah, you can you can market to the Twilight people, I guess. <laughs> there is that one trailer where you can see Spider-Man's picture in the alley. Right. Yeah, it's it's, it's like but it's real quick and then you have yeah, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton and then the Venom reference. I am Venom. So I'm just kidding. Who, it's Dr. Morgan. Which uh if they do shoehorn a Spider-Man in there, who should it be? Should it be Toby? Should it be Andrew? Maybe Toby gets shoehorned in. Or maybe I don't see him doing it. No? Yeah. I don't think that Toby Maguire is doing anything right now. He's just like fucking doesn't give a shit anymore. I, I don't think <laughs> I would I think Sony would love to do it, but I don't think Andrew Garfield, Toby Maguire are offering their services for without a huge, 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 huge sum of money to be in a Morbius movie right now. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. Uh like Jer- if you're if you're Toby Maguire, do you want to do start doing Spider Man again? I don't know what that guy wants yeah, to do. I, I don't think he does. He even want to act? Yeah, he. I think he. I really don't give a shit. I don't. I don't. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't been doing anything. But he made Andrew Garfield likes to like act. But yeah, Tobey Maguire really hasn't done anything. Like Tobey Maguire was in the you know the the Pussy Posse. Well, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, that what? was who, can, who was uh, who did that consist of? That <laughs> Wait, was what Leonardo, are you talking about. <laughs> you don't know about this. It was like Hollywood's <laughs> Avengers. Pussy it was Posse. like yeah, it was the Hollywood. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Um, look it up. It's um, the, I don't know if I should Google that. I'm, gonna, I'm going to Google it at my own behest. Uh, oh my god, I'm scared. All right, okay, uh-huh. let's oh, see. Okay, so this article is a look. Okay, back. there is. Okay, yeah. okay. Before we had Entourage, we had the Pussy Posse. Oh, that okay. was Toby Maguire, Lucas Haas, David Blaine, Jay Ferguson, Ethan Suppley, Kevin Connolly, Scott Bloom. And of course, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. I got a list with Harmony Corrine also hey, what, in there. What were these men doing? These guys were just out getting tail. Is that these what it were is? like this was like the Entourage, like the, you know that show Entourage. Yeah, yeah. It was based off Leonardo DiCaprio and 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 this squad that was just tearing through Hollywood, like getting drunk and fucking do, dating chicks and oh, okay. partying with models every night. Oh, look at yeah, just look it up. It's just look it up. I'll give you. I'm gonna put put in. <laughs> I'm gonna put the article. The women here. affiliated Elizabeth Berkeley, yep, Fiona I'm Apple, the same article, Sarah Gilbert, Amber Benson. Uh, here, I, yep, I, I we're all looking I, at the same one. But oh, paper mag, you're looking at that. Yep. Okay. The pussy posse. I didn't know that the uh, at Entourage was, was based on these guys called the pussy. I knew it was based on a real thing. I didn't know these guys. I just called love the pussy that, posse. I don't. Do they 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 came up with that name, or is that something that like the newspaper came up with? And thought it was cute, and they uh, labeled them as. There was a movie that was come that supposed to come out that was black and white. That one of Leonardo DiCaprio's friends was making about the Pussy Posse. Well, loosely, it was loosely based off of their lives, and they were they were acting as other people, but like it's, he was never going to release it. And Leonardo was like, "Do not release that oh, movie." Shit. And oh, I uh, have to see this. Now. They, they, they tried to, to cancel. This. They tried to cancel him. Like years later, because of that, this movie that they were supposed to come out. Anyhow, so basically, like it ruined the friendship because the the guy that shot the movie was one of Leonardo DiCaprio's good friends, and like did it from to start his career, like but never let him release the movie. So um, wow, yeah, it's the, we're yeah, talking the, about Leonardo DiCaprio. This for is some the reason. late nineties uh, Hollywood uh, big shots here. What a tangent! I just, oh my god. I just, Anyways, I'm sorry, I ruined Morbius the on April first. April Fools. Maybe there's <laughs> not like even Morbius. No, maybe there's not even a movie. So interesting that we're talking about Leonardo. Yeah, DiCaprio. fucking moving I feel on. Like Jared Leto might be in a pussy posse. 
You know, he just no, he not. just turned. 50. But he's in a different kind. He's the kind yeah. that you beat up. He's fifty. No. He's fifty, dude. <laughs> Jared Leto. Yeah, he just yeah, turned 50. fucking fifty. He's fifty. Yes. Yeah. Holy Doesn't shit! He make... looks. He looks good he looks for his good. age. Though. He looks good. It makes me feel old. Though. He's fifty. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! Somehow that kid from uh, and they cast him as like a like a a franchise hero or whatever they're at fifty. No, he looks Morbius good for fifty. Well, you see, that, but Robert Downey was like fifty three or something. That's true. He, That's well, he was true. in his forties when he they did the first Iron Man. But yeah, by the end he was. But Iron Man was older. like kind of that age, anyways. You know. Yeah. So Morbius. Wow, fifty. Yeah. Yeah, good for Jared yeah, Leto. Is he still good. sending out used condoms to people? And yeah, shit? he uses very good moisturizer. That's how he looks <laughs> all smooth. Whatever's in the condom, it makes your skin smooth. I think he's an actual vampire. That's I think that may be wow. that may be true. Okay, that, speaking, that really blows my mind. Both of, of these <laughs> vampires. Let's get the pussy to, posse and Jared Leto's age. Right, we're just blowing everybody's mind. Nobody gives a shit about Morbius. Great. No, no. no. But speaking of vampires and bets, let's talk about. This new The Batman trailer from Matt Reeves. This movie is coming out in March. This one's called The Bat and the Cat uh, and gives you a lot of interesting visuals there. What did we think? Anthony, what did you think of this? Did you get any more geek boner? Geek boner. Floppy jock. I think it looks very good. Um, I I like everything about it. I like the tone. I like the cast. I like how it looks. I like that Reeves is directing it. The, the only thing that makes and Batman's my favorite superhero, yeah. so there's all those going for it. The only thing that like gives me a, just a little pause is just we've had so many variations of Batman yes, throughout the years that it's it's tough for me to get like super super excited about another Batman solo flick with a different actor. But that being said, this is like checking all the boxes to get me to a point where I could be excited. Right, I agree. See, I think that we've never gotten a this this is really weird because I, this happens a lot. Like you never get the quintessential Batman film, or or like for example, you got Tim Burton with this all of this style, right? And but mm-hmm. it was kind of like this other kind of Batman. It had decent fight sequences, at de- but it wasn't like an all out action film. It was more like an art piece, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you, you switch into like this cartoony Batman. Then you get into like. Uh, the Batman begins where like, yeah, everything's almost perfect, but the fight sequences are like lackluster yeah. and up close. You can't really, then all of a sudden Snyder kills the best Batman fucking hand to hand combat of all time. Right. In one scene in one scene, yeah. but you can't make a fucking Batman movie. No, or, everything else is crap. So we've never gotten like everything in one shot. We've always got everything piecemeal. And I feel like, Hopefully Reeves can pull it off like the hand to hand combat shot. Well, action shot. Well, uh, like a balls to the wall action scenes, but also like still serious and the right tone. It's crazy because I feel like this is on. It feels a lot like uh, the Nolan verse. It feels very much like adjacent. It's just like a more explosive and darker, like David Fincher Dirt, version of that. Yeah. yeah, gritty. Yep. It's very sepia and brown and dark. But yeah, there is a lot of like Batman Begins vibes that yeah. we get from it. Could this be what sounds like? What you're saying is this could be possibly the best Batman movie that gives you a complete picture of Batman. As best, pro- more. I said complete sounds like complete a better Batman yes. movie. That I don't gets know if it's all- going to hit the highs mm-hmm. that Nolan has hit that hits with his themes and everything. 
or um well you see and you also see a lot of mystery work you see detective work so it's like there's a there's a mystery going like, on i don't know if there's a chance that the action sequences are gonna touch um batman versus superman's like that one know, scene siege i mean like, this some of these shots and this beating he's given these people looks fucking dope the cinematography yeah. is beautiful like the shots are framed perfectly there's a lot of people like one person right in the middle of a shot surrounded by either like a circle in the background. A lot of- there, there's some beautiful shots, as you as you say, where like the one where he like falls through the glass and the glass is shattering and he lands on the the catwalk. Yeah. yeah. And then it and then it cuts to the smoke all around and he's beating everyone up. Yeah. With a club. Yeah. Like some of these are fr- I mean, great trailer shots. Oh, like Reeves, the ones- is, Reeves is a good director. So, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I as we've talked about in the uh, Godzilla chat. That uh, only like six people that ever listen to the show <laughs> even know about. Uh, Reeves made I me. Mean, he made me a believer in the Planet of the Apes right? series, yeah. which I was like, that series was dead in the water. Yeah. He he resurrected that. So, I mean, everything is there. I, I like th- that this is, seems like to also be def- uh, to be focusing on the detective aspect, as you mentioned, Imran, yeah. the mystery aspect. Definitely could be a, a complete movie. Um, I mean, I just don't see anything. The only thing I see wrong with it is just that there's just so much Batman in the past. That like, how do you distinguish this Batman from everything else? At first, I thought this trailer gave away too much. I was like, oh man, they're showing a lot. But no, now watching it a few more times, it gave me even geek boner. bigger geek boner tease. Like you know, the one scene and the he's at the somebody's funeral and the car drives in and the guy's there and it's a bomb. It's gonna go off. Like you kind of see that playing out. But I think there's a lot more. I love seeing. Him and Selena, the relationship, how she's kind of joking with him. And he's like, you got a lot of cats. Uh, and we learned Riddler seems to know Bruce's Batman. They're kind of alluding to that. Alfred's been keeping a secret. You got your sins of the father. The Waynes probably were not the big philanthropists that everybody thought they were. So that's a lot of good shit. March 4th, 2022 in the theaters. And then it will come out on HBO Max 45 days later, April 19th. The one thing I'm curious about, I'm really curious to see how the overall movie going audience responds to this. Like, are they excited for this? Because it looks pretty fucking good. I'm watching it again right now. I'm like, this looks really fucking good. It's PG-13, which was bothered me for a second, but I think you can make a fucking greedy PG-13 movie. I mean, they've done. They've dark nights like PG-13. That's that's true. But what I'm getting at is like, at what point do viewers get tired of seeing different variations of of Batman? Yeah. I mean, everybody already is going like oh, another Batman. What's this? Another Batman? That's all I hear from like the general people out there. It looks awesome. It looks I fucking mean, great. You could say that about James Bond, and there's been a thirty thousand movies. That's so it's true. like, yeah, it's true. It's, it's just, just something that put out that other one. I feel like Batman has become an institution as far as uh, you know, vigilante heroes, yeah. anti heroes. Um, it fulfills a need. Um, I, it depends on how long the culture will sustain a hero like Batman. If uh, at some point, you know, we decide to do away with him in favor of something more, whatever, altruistic or not as psychotic or whatever. But I think that people crave it. I think there's always going to be a, a, an audience they that always wants gravitate a Batman. To Batman. Yeah. Here's the only thing, though. Daniel Craig was the latest James Bond. Yeah. He's been James Bond as long as there's been three to four Batmans. Right. Yes. (laughs) He's been James Bond from 2006 to 21. In that time period, we had Bale, Affleck. We're getting Keaton back, and we're now having... uh, More Batmans. What's the fucking guy's Uh, name that's doing it? 
Pat, Pattinson. Bat- Pattinson. Robert yeah. Pattinson. No, that's a good point. They're not switching out the Bonds as quickly as we switch out the yeah, Batman. I mean, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of... A lot of changeover. Here's the other thing that bugs me. And love Batman. Though. I love. I think this movie looks fucking dope, and hopefully it doesn't get pushed back uh, like this Morbius did. Uh, the one thing that bugs me is the the music sounds great. I love. There's a new score. It's two notes. <laughs> it's listen. It's two notes, and it sounds very close to another piece of cinematic music. Here, I have some audio evidence. Here's the last few seconds of this trailer. You're gonna hear the main theme. Okay, now yeah. here is the Imperial March Darth Vader's theme from Star Wars. Pay attention. It's got a similar it's a little, cadence. It's two notes away. They just drop like two notes from that melody, and it's yeah, the well, it's, a, it's, it's two notes versus five notes. Versus, it's like I, 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 I don't see it. You don't see no, it. I, what I, I understand. No, I, I do it's think right that there. there is an influence there. I do think that it's in the cadence and and like the droning of it. Um, the minute I heard it from the first trailer, I was like, "That's the fucking Imperial Death March." I mean, I can I see the like the distant cousin, but. I wouldn't ever. This is like Vanilla Ice going. Well, that song goes dun 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 da da dun dun. My song goes dun 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 da da dun dun. That's pretty much what's going on here. <laughs> Aside from stealing music, I can't. If wait you want to say that, Imran? I'm just saying that that Batman theme is literally just two notes. Yes, it's dun dun. Like dun, I can dun dun dun. But then you just gotta add dun dun dun, and it's the fucking Star Wars thing. What you need though. Hopefully they have. I mean, I, I don't mind that theme. Yeah, you need like. But a, you're gonna need a really good. You're gonna need a really good score for a band. You need a like Batman a movie. Danny Elfman memorable, catchy fucking music, or bring that music back. You could still or use you, it. In Dark Knight, you had was it Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Was Zimmer I still think Elfman's music is the best because I can't. Yeah, I like hum, I can't better. hum the Hans Zimmer one. I could do the Elfman one. Yeah, right like it, the Superman theme that, and the yeah, Batman theme. Yeah. They're they're melodic. Like yes, they have a melody. They have a you know they have a whole thing. You can kind of just sing it. Yeah, you know. It's and great. Star Wars again, John Williams and the Indiana Jones, John Williams, and then Danny Elfman. Has they sound there. a lot like those three. They though. actually they do Superman and the Star. But I'll give that one leeway because it's the same fucking guy composing the music. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. The theme that Hans Zimmer gives to Nolan is pretty epic. I might have to go back and listen to it. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I kind of, I kind of remember it. Dun, dun. Wait, wasn't that the music from Tenet? That's from Tenet. What are you talking? <laughs> no, that, that, that's <laughs> at that point. Yeah, it was, he was reusing uh, this stuff. Well, listener, let us know what you think. Is the music the same? Where do you land? Join the conversation. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. Uh, it's closed group exclusive just for you listeners and us. We're all in there. We post fun things, spoiler threads for movies and TV shows. If you want to geek out, join us there. Let us know. Uh, that's st- spread it. Spread the your asshole. I mean the geekery. I stick it oh, up my asshole. Sorry. Oh, oh wow. Uh, that was not Balky. I don't think Balky ever said that. Uh, no. Let's stick with the Batman theme. Uh, reports coming out saying Michael Keaton will be playing Batman. In another movie, not just Flashpoint, in the Batgirl movie that's being made for HBO Max, hmm. where Batgirl is being played by Leslie Grace. Uh, hmm. What's going on here? Is this their version of like a Batman Beyond? Is he going to be mentoring the new Batgirl? 
Mm. What do you think? I mean, I love Michael. I love some Michael Keaton Batman. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, you're. I mean, this is. Shouldn't you be like over the moon about this stuff that Michael Keaton's basically back as Batman forever? Yeah, now? it's as big as like Toby. No pun intended. Toby and Andrew. To me, this is as big as fucking Michael Keaton's so, return. Let me. He's ask seventy-one you this. years old, by the way, Michael Keaton. Whoa. <laughs> He's 10 years older than Ralph Macchio. Anyway. <laughs> At least he's in better shape than the guy that was playing Robin in the cameo on the CW. Yeah, shows. no, he can, Keaton can still kick ass at his age. Absolutely. <laughs> he was just in a movie yeah. uh, yes. called The, the Protégé. Uh, the Protégé. He's where he kicking kicks ass. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what was I going to fucking say? God damn it. Cameron, you fucked him. No, Michael Keaton, right. back as Batman and Batgirl. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you. In the uh, lore... Is uh, Batgirl first, then Robin, or Robin first, then Batgirl? Oh, man. I believe Robin. It might have been at the same time, and it was all Bill Finger came up with all these characters, not Bob. I think it was Robin. I think Robin was first, and then Batgirl. Okay. I think, yeah, it was Robin, I think, then Batgirl, and Batwoman. Batgirl beat Batwoman, I believe. Yes, because it was Barbara Gordon. I think that um, no, Batgirl came along later, but like. Batgirl 1961. Batwoman came along later. I'm sorry. Later. But, um,. I think the way the animated series did it was there. Batgirl was first, oh. then Robin. Oh, I think. Let's see. Well, Robin was. I mean, we we know she, Batgirl's nineteen. Robin first appearance nineteen forty. Detective Comics oh, thirty eight. Yeah. So yeah, Robin twenty years predates the Batgirl. All right. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I. You know what? I'm I'm willing to give it a shot. I think you'd. It depends how how Keaton comes off in, in fl- Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think on the surface, just having come off of Spider Man No Way Home. Granted, last week I just called for Andrew Garfield to come back, <laughs> so I'm going to completely con- contradict myself. But I think you lose a little bit of the nostalgia when you keep bringing back the same guys in the movies. I don't know what they're going for though. So maybe he is just like the Overlord Batman Beyond, and maybe that's the 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 way they're going with it. And if that's the case, then Maybe this will work. I we'll think that shot. if you're going to use an elder Batman in your story, you got to use Keaton, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if you're using like if you're doing this like Batman Beyond type shit or because Adam the elder West Batman, is dead, so you can't use him. Yeah. Well, the yeah. only thing, the only the only drawback to that is, as you mentioned in your Batman summaries, those movies are so tonally different yeah. than anything that's ever come out from DC since. Yeah. He, I mean, he like he kind of he existed in a different world. Well, it's the multiverse. Yeah, it was so gothic. Yeah, yeah. There was Prince yeah, music but, yeah, everywhere but the and purple. People were like purple. It was. Fa- I wanted to live you, in that. You world. had a seventy-eight-year-old uh, Joker. So, yes, like it was yes. crazy. It was really a completely different universe. It's a yeah. So I mean, you had but, Jack Palance giving really strange delivery of lines. Keen's a great <laughs> actor. This this actress has only been in like one other thing. So yeah, in the Heights. Yeah. Uh, she's she's good looking. She though. is. She's very attractive. This is also the movie J.K. Simmons. That gives her value. Well, <laughs> sure it does. Oh shit! That was Anthony who said that. No, that's not, that's not. I'm quoting Spider-Man. Oh, that's right. And that gives me value. Yeah, she's like, you look pretty. She's like, and that gives me I'm value. Just fucking with you. <laughs> just kidding. J.K. Simmons is going to return to be Jim Gordon. So we have the J.K. Simmons from that other universe. Remember, Brendan Fraser is playing Firefly. Apparently. Isn't it? Uh, it's just funny that they're both doing the multiverse stuff at the same time. Again, DC does it first. Batman does it better. I mean, Marvel does it Batman. better. Batman. <laughs> Batman. Except this Batman. time, Batman. Batman Marvel beat them to the punch with the fucking multiverse. And now it's just going to get compared to Spider-Man No Way Home. 
Oh, that's all that's going to happen. Was, it's funny because what happened was Marvel came up with a shared universe. Then DC tried to do a shared universe. They blew it. So then they were going to pivot and do multiverse. Then Marvel's like, no, we're going to do the multiverse. Well, that is a perfect segue, Rugs, to this next story. Uh, and this is one uh, Anthony shared with me. Anthony, you want to introduce the story? Because we're kind of seeing the the where DC is going to fix their their shit, right? Yeah, I'll introduce it. I brought it up last night. We never really even cite TMZ, but this came from TMZ. It was in so, other places, too. This. Yeah, it's been all over. Yeah. Okay, so the upcoming Flash movie, which is dealing with multiverse, plans to kind of reshape this, the universe to get rid of anything Snyder and form make like the, a new Justice League. And in, in that Justice League, instead of Ben Affleck, Batman, and Henry Cavill, Superman, it's going to be led by Superwoman. Supergirl. Super, no, Supergirl yeah. and Batgirl, which we're establishing in this Batgirl film uh, that we just talked about. So, As well as The Flash, possibly Wonder Woman, Shazam, maybe. So they're replacing everybody but Gal Gadot? That's what it seems like. Yeah. Well, no, but you still well, have not replacing. Yeah. Just like making like that's not swapping out. Moving forward, this is who the people that are. Well, leading how come she stays like, intact? That's the only thing. You still got Momoa as Aquaman. She makes money. Yeah, she she made them money. <laughs> Look, I don't have a problem with this in the least. I feel like the, I think I've been saying that's what we thought was going to happen all along. Anyway, like they needed to do a flashpoint to like to reset everything to make it seem like everything was still yeah. viable because there's a multiverse. I, I could see how like the Zack Snyder fans are take this as like a, a, an offense, like an attack. Well, they definitely need to if they're still concerned about like a creating some sort of shared universe, which they were super concerned about, and then they were like, "No, we're just gonna like the make the movies, just make these individual movies good." And now it seems like they're back to like, "Well, eventually we want to make a multiverse thing, not a multiverse thing, but a, we want to lean back into the shared universe." It is super confusing with two Justice League movies out. Yeah. So you they this movie has kind of a task in terms of like resetting everything and I'm not like over the moon about getting rid of either. I like Henry Cavill as Superman, I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I'm not super into like getting rid of those characters, but as I said with Batgirl, I'm willing to give it a shot if it's a different if it's a Supergirl and the Batgirl leading the way. All right, let's see it. Yeah, yeah. I just we've seen very many itinerations of of the the male version. That's true. Away, so that's true. I feel bad for Henry Cavill though. He, they he should have got like a proper Superman movie, uh, right? And yeah. and Ben, yeah. I mean, I I thought well, he I, did get one. Superman he got movie. one, but like another one to redeem that one a little bit. Maybe I don't know. Uh, Affleck, I thought shot stuff for Flashpoint, and he did, and he may be in it, and maybe, maybe he's passing the baton. Yeah, and maybe Cavill has a little cameo in that too. But we, this is we said that to move ahead past the Zack Snyder universe, you're going to have to use this movie right. to reset. We, we've been saying this since the when this was mentioned. This movie yeah. was mentioned. We're like, okay, how are they going to kind of uh like continue go, like going forward, but like not completely like acting like that didn't exist they could always call upon it if it's a part of a multiverse that flash makes in flashpoints like that he, he can reset things and this and that like they don't just go away they exist on a different timeline well maybe, i or think something. the part yeah part of this weird is like how these articles have the headline of erase erase the snyderverse i think it's clickbait i just I think, think it's clickbait it people it's, it's like people who don't know comics yeah, they're enough try, they're trying to stir up some shit uh, or don't know how this thing could work like they're not 
They're not really like. Um, I mean, the quote is it will erase every movie Zack Snyder has done. It's clearly put out there to that's get a conjecture. response. Yes, that's conjecture. Because, like you said, they may not be erased. They'll be available. They're just shifting. Yeah, past like it. we like look at what happened with with the Spider Verse. Like you're like okay, you exactly. introduce a vehicle exactly. where exactly you can introduce things from different timelines, and all of a sudden you have access to it. Like you can't just erase something. No, like, it's unerasable. It is just like a sharpie. It's yeah. staying there forever. You know who else is in this Flashpoint movie? So you have uh, Tamara Morrison. Speaking of Boba Fett, is going to be in this. So Ben, Wait, is he re- is he redoing? Is he He's still Arthur, Tom Curry? Arthur Curry's dead. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, I thought you know for whatever reason I forgot he was Tom Curry. Yeah, and I thought they were having him back as a fucking as Boba Fett. No, <laughs> no, no, as no, not as Boba Fett. As the as the purple guy in Green Lantern. Oh, that's what as he was Abin in, Sur? In, he was Abin Sur, wasn't he? He was oh shit, Tamara Morrison's been <laughs> everywhere. So the IMDb lists Ben Affleck as Batman, Michael Keaton Batman, Michael Shannon. It doesn't say Zod, but he's fucking Zod. He's got to be also Zod, right? returning in Flashpoint. Maybe Gal Gadot, but you have Ezra Miller, Ron Livingston playing Henry Allen, Kiersey Clemens as Iris West, Sasha Calais as Supergirl. Um, I think they're going to have a lot of fun with the movie and do a lot of like different cameos. Hopefully, that yes, this would be. Oh, you, this is when you can have a lot of fun and make something similar to like No Way Home and get people fucking cheering. Like, would they be able to pull off a thing where people are going to fucking sit up and go, "Holy shit!" Like when Michael Keaton comes in, I better be fucking cheering and standing up. It better be a moment like that because that's just like Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire coming in that movie. I, I think. I mean, I think this movie can serve a. Like a real purpose in terms of getting not only like correct course correcting the universe, but also getting people really excited about not just individual DC films, but actually getting excited about potentially seeing crossover films again in the DC universe. But I think it's also good that they stick to this like director driven plan that's kind of been working for them, uh, you know, and yeah, but you know, but there's not like it is like kind of working in that there's been good movies, right? right. But when I'm listening to other podcasts and stuff, no one's talking about the DC no. universe at large yeah. and like all the ramifications of what it can mean. Yeah. Like with what Marvel's done, like people talk about things and they're like, Oh, where does this fit in? Where does that fit? In? And it just, it just creates more conversation. So I think eventually DC needs to lean back into their shared universe. Cause it's rich and, and there's a lot to mine there. But that, that's the struggle is like, they got to do it their own way. They can't do it exactly the same way. They can't figure oh, out how to tough. do it. I, I just have a feeling that uh, being a person who's been observing the DC universe for like decades that they just by proxy or just n- as a process, they scrap shit all the time yeah. and start over again. Like they don't know what the fuck they're doing there. Like they have no idea how to maintain continuity to save their own lives. So, um, Okay, we'll do it in the fucking cinematic universe. <laughs> like, are we seriously thinking that they could pull this? Like, look, not the shit on DC like that much, but I mean, like that—that's what happens. They have a universe, and then in five years or three years, like, ah, fuck it, we're gonna start over again, rebirth. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's true. They are—they are like the original origin. They are the originators of like just resetting everything. I mean, they started even doing that in the '60s. They looked at all their old stuff yeah. and they were like. Yeah. We're having a new Green Lantern, yeah. a new Flash, a new this. And then the 80s, they were like, yep, we're doing Crisis, crisis. on Infinite Earths. There's crisis, yeah. So they've been doing yeah. this. They're, they're the originators of like resetting. Oh but God. they've done it so much that like it's a joke now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, but they, they had an opportunity to not do that in their movies. But it seems like they're just going to fucking do the like same shit. Like you should have 
I think you should have 30 years of, of solid continuity and then reset every 30 years. Okay. That's like that's a, James, a good that's cycle. like a James Bond kind of not 30 D- years. DC has been doing that like every three yes. years. Like maybe two years. 30 years, you, you like the times change so much. And, but I think that think about like the seventies through the, or, or like the six, like 1965 through 1995. I think that, like oh, that's huge changes in there. Yeah, lots of huge changes. Yeah. But I think those characters, like if you read nineteen sixty five, if you were nineteen ninety, you read nineteen sixty five. Oh yeah, uh, like Spider Man, yeah. it still would be you'd still be able to get it. Yeah, you know yeah. you're you're familiar with those it's eight the with same that age character essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. You just have a whole bunch of holographic. Cars. Yes. You're like, what the fuck am I supposed what do I to do with, with these? seventeen? Die How can I not see? I mean, you still have Sal Buscema fucking drawing it. You <laughs> these know, will be like worth some at nineteen ninety five. These could be could be worth a lot of money someday. I'm buying twelve of them. Like you still have fucking Sal Buscema, who probably drew it in the 1970s, drawing it in the 1990s. He's still drawing now too. Like how old yeah. is this motherfucker? The Buscema, Elder Buscema. Cool. Yeah. No, I have too many comic books from the 90s that have like holograms. Neil Adams was drawing Batman in fucking yeah, in 1970, and yeah. he was drawing it in 1990. Yeah. It's like so. Like you can have continuity 30, about 30 years, I would say, or even you want to take it to 25. Fine, that's fine, but. Every five, every three years, DC's gone. I think they did three years was their shortest uh, in continuity reset. Yeah, new- like remember when like Wonder Woman was wearing like black. I think she was wearing pants, right? And then she like, had, like whole, she had like, pants and like a, a choker. Jacket. Yeah, yeah. And then they <laughs> all of a sudden they fucking reset it. Then they reset it again. Well, they, they made yeah. her silver. It was just yeah. Well, there was that whole that. time where she didn't even. She just had like a day job, and she was like just being. Diana and she wouldn't even put on the Wonder Woman yeah. for like many years. It's just strange that, that DC just does this and now they're doing it in their movies. Like that's the <laughs> like, thing. Why would you make this mistake again? What the fuck? The fuck? Uh, no. The new 52 well. lasted what like two years and they were like, okay, this doesn't work. Let's fucking start this over again. I'm like, well, people were pissed. I'm like, you just started. They were, yeah. Why did they bail on that? Do you think? I mean, they weren't getting the, they just weren't getting the, the numbers. So they're just well, like, this it's definitely working. probably the numbers, but there was also a lot of like backlash in terms of like the changes. They erased all that history and they like, con- they like condensed everything to like, oh, right, right, right. Five right. years of things. That all right. So let's, right. let's talk about this larger idea then. So they tried to do this new 52, this br- brave new thing that they were going to do this, this thing. And everybody clamored for it to go back to normal continuity. Yeah. So wouldn't that tell you not to do it? <laughs> No, it tells you the next Wouldn't time. Wouldn't be a lesson. Like, do it back, even more. Switch back to normal. Just if you. Yeah. I mean, I've t- well, they they were running into they were running in the thing that like all comics run to when you have years and years of continuity is like an entry right. point for new viewers right. and they they overvalued the new people rather than the people they already. It's a had. tricky business. How do you keep your old readers happy and I I don't well if I cared about comics enough to to uh, to to solve this problem I would by. Um, Basically taking those stories and, you know, and reintroducing them to them like as um, stories in the back of books, like a maybe condensed versions or annuals of, okay, this is a, the, uh, it, you, you can get a good editor to edit out a lot of fat and then get the condensed version of, let's say, Secret Wars. You know, you have Secret Wars, how many volumes? It's just fucking a lot. You could probably condense it down to an annual 68 pages if you edit it properly. Remember, Marvel did that really well in the 80s. They had a bunch of titles that were just reprinting 
like an X-Men. It would reprint the old uncanny X-Men. So you're reading the new X-Men and you could buy cheap these reprints of the backstory. And they did it, I think, with Spider-Man. Like, I thought that was a great idea. That's one way to do it also. I think that one of the things is that when you're trying to reread a lot of this stuff, there's so many like ancillary issues and you can't. It's a lot. So you could get a good editor to just kind of edit out all the extraneous bullshit yeah. and just maybe, okay, oh, we need these two pages from this comic yeah, Cliff, here. That, Cliff notes version. And then and we'll make a nice fucking compendium that will give you the, uh, like abridged version. So you can pretty much hit all the notes and they're not really going to miss anything. But anyway, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I haven't bought comics in a while. Yeah. I'm it's, done with it. It's them. been a long time. Uh, I've, I've put enough money in. I, yeah, remember the new fifty two is what made us start. Yeah, we were going every week. I was spending like a hundred dollars plus every week. I know that was. I know. And they pulled the rug right out from under you again. It's not sustainable, people. It's really hard. But I, I also have put enough money. I'm looking at it right now into it already. So it can, it'll have to fucking make do. Uh, let's talk about some Marvel stuff. You know, at the end of Spider Man No Way Home, the end credit scene was this Doctor Strange trailer. They put out the trailer. Official, any thoughts, comments on this trailer? There's a lot of rumors about who's going to appear in this movie. Um, I have a list of a bunch of them. I already mentioned that they said a lot of people from What If. Is this different Fox than the, characters. the end credit trailer? It's, pre- it's pretty one. much the same exact thing. We just thing. never yeah, talked Russ, about it on the show. Comment, thoughts on this. Is that at the end the Sorcerer Supreme from What If or is it another variant? Strange, Strange Supreme. Strange Supreme. Is, I is think that that him that's from the just a, it, it's a possible you know, version that's like the one in what if I don't think it's the same exact version, but because what if is a possible version, right? So in this movie, it's just something probably happens. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What is he trying to solve? Is he trying to get his girlfriend back? Like in the other one, is that what we're doing here or what, what was happening? Well, you see him, uh, he's not getting married to uh, Christine. Is her name? No, uh, he's standing there. No, that's not her name. No, that, that's he's. I'm agreeing. He's not. He's not. Yeah, there. he's standing there watching her get married to someone else. Uh, Anthony, what else did you? Anything else stuck out from this trailer? I think it looks really good. I, I think I think it looked super intriguing. I think similar to the Flashpoint movie, they they now that they're doing the multiverse stuff, they're probably going to have a lot of fun cameos in this one. A lot of different variations of characters. I like Doctor Strange. I like that Baron Mordo's back. I thought he was a really interesting character yeah, in the first yeah. Doctor Strange movie. I like where Wanda has kind of been at the end of, of WandaVision, so I like seeing her back. She's in a different house in the, on a, somewhere. That was weird. Yeah, a different house. Uh, yeah. America Chavez, I don't know anything about her, but I'm yeah. intrigued to see a little teenager in this movie with 50-year-old Benedict Cumberbatch. So <laughs> I, overall, I think it looks good. I'm, I, like, I like that uh, they're dealing with the ramifications of Strange's bad decisions, so... Yeah, this is either where he like closes all the fucking open things that opened and like co- collapses the timeline back to one. It's got to be, or they're not just gonna leave it open so that any fucking body I've, can come. I through. feel like there's gonna be full of surprises too, like like Spider Man. It's gonna be full of surprises and cameos. I I think that that's gonna happen. One more thing too that makes me really pumped about it is the fact that Sam Raimi's doing it. Yes. I was gonna say that too. Hell yeah! Geek so it's been and it's been a while since you've seen a good fucking B- Brady movie with all of his fucking camera moves and his style. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully they let him in, in, let his influence and style show in this one. I already liked the first Doctor Strange movie, and I think that he's gonna elevate it. 
Yeah. So it's going to be, I think it's going to actually be really awesome. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of pumped. In, in the, on that note too, I think it's going to be a very important film for the cinematic universe in general that Marvel's built, like similar to like a, like a winter soldier where it kind of broke open things a little bit ah. or like a Thor Ragnarok, like where it just kind of like sets a precedent for like a, the tone for the rest of these movies. Like there's like, I think I see a lot like this movie affecting all the other movies and there being ramifications from what comes out of it. So I think it's a bigger that, movie than just a Dr. Strange movie. Well, yeah, I mean, there, so there's a couple of things that came out. There's a synopsis that came over from Japan and it was, they translated it. What does it uh, say? What, so it says, the door of the multiverse full of mystery and madness opens. Now that Iron Man and Captain America have left after a fierce battle in Avengers Endgame, former genius surgeon and the strongest magician of them all, Doctor Strange is expected to play an active role as a central figure in the Avengers. However, using his magic to manipulate time and space at will with a forbidden spell that is considered the most dangerous has opened the door to a mysterious madness called the multiverse. To restore a world where everything is changing, Strange seeks help from his ally Wong, the Sorcerer Supreme, and the Avengers' most powerful Scarlet Witch, Wanda. But a terrible threat looms over humanity and the entire universe that no longer can be done by their power alone. Even more surprising, the greatest threat in the universe looks exactly like Doctor Strange. Hmm. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, and then here's a list of rumored, this may be spoilers, <laughs> Spoiler alert. rumored uh, cameos to appear. Uh, this list from Comic Book Resources says uh, Loki and his TVA allies may appear. That kind of hmm. may, that might make sense if you have, uh, if the shit started there. Wiccan and Speed's return could be in this movie. Maybe she's like, I'll help you do this if you help me get my kids back, five my kids before we shut it down. Mm -hmm. Professor X may appear as a member of Strange's Illuminati. Oh, shit. So this was another rumor I heard that they're going to try to start the Illuminati, Anthony. I love the Illuminati. I, I, yeah. um, I could see it at the end, but the only thing is like the logistics of casting a Professor X, and I know the next one you're going to say is Reed Richards. Yeah. I don't know if they have those guys cast. No, but you would have you would bring Patrick Stewart back, maybe. He's so old. Yeah, well, Xavier's old, maybe. He's not that old. Okay, uh, Reed Richards, I don't know. Yeah, a Fantastic Four uh, could make his debut. And then unnamed Patrick Stewart's Fox. 81. Oh, my God. I mean, he's still doing that show Picard, I think. Is he? God bless him. I just don't want him to keel over and die while I know. things going on. I mean, on. If, he's, if it's during the shooting of the movie, he's already sitting in a wheelchair. Well, he's already, yeah, he's he's already in a wheelchair. He'll be fine. He's not going to fall or anything. If that's just what you're, wheel him around. Yeah, oh, he's shit. not going to hit his head. Uh, unnamed Fox Marvel character. What ifs Captain Carter? Captain Carter, I think, is very possible. Uh, Ultron or his sentries, if they're mm. doing the Illuminati, may serve. Sleepwalker's debut was teased by Doctor Strange 2's merchandise. This is a really obscure character, Rugs. You remember Sleepwalker, remember? Yeah, he's like an alien with like a purple and blue costume. Yeah, he kind of, he's like Dream from a Sandman. He like goes through your dreams. Uh, I believe he tangled Spider-Man. And then this other one, I don't even know. Despair. Oh, Despair may bring a Shang-Chi connection. Anyways, to oh, here's the last one. Toby Maguire's Spider-Man may take another trip through the multi. Maybe this is where you put Toby. In oh, Sam Raimi getting Toby. Wouldn't in there? that be crazy? Hmm. Sam Raimi directing Toby that as Spider-Man. I forgot about that's got to be just like a conjecture. Oh, yeah, I think these are all guesses, but I do think yeah. there's going to be a lot of crazy cameos, and we may have that's some like fan. That's like some fansturbation right there. <laughs> yes, 
podcasturbation. Uh, March. We gotta wait till March now. I think now that the fucking no, May or May. May. I think this is they the next push for March to May. This is it's the, gonna be May. Now that Morbius <laughs> has moved, this is the next superhero movie. I no, believe. Batman. Oh fuck, Batman is in March, and then this is in May. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As far as movies. March isn't that bad. Uh, yeah, we got other things. Yeah, we got other things coming before then. Listener, here's some things you should get is a Jock and Nerd Podcast t shirt. Visit our T Public shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop, and you could purchase a shirt with Rug Boy on it. Somebody bought a laptop cover, and I was like, Whoa. oh my God. Yeah, whoever that was, thank you very much. You can get a laptop nice. cover with our logo, old logo, new logo, Rug Boy's face, his logo. Rug Boy approves. Yeah. Some, somebody else told me, oh, I think it was Lenny. Romero, when I saw him at C2E2, he said he bought a spoiler time shirt to give to a buddy of his that spoils movies all the time. Oh, nice. So, here, that's what you do. If you got someone in your life, it's a big spoiler, you give them the shirt, be like, you fucker, here, wear this at least next time. You open your big fat mouth, spoil something. Uh, so, last thing, I just want to touch on the Spider Man box office. It's still breaking huge records. It is now the 12th biggest film globally. And the tenth biggest movie domestically, it is sitting at six hundred and thirteen dollars just domestically. Thirteen six hundred and thirteen dollars. That would make it the worst movie ever. Oh wait, and sixty four cents. <laughs> six hundred and thirteen million dollars. Six hundred over six hundred million domestically. One point three seven billion worldwide. Oh shit! Holy shit! There's no stopping this movie. More people going to see it over New Year's. Uh, and nothing can stop it. But Jesus, fuck six. So there was another article, Anthony, you sent, and I read this. That this movie has the potential to make Sony six hundred million dollars yeah. in profit. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're rolling in it right now. This they're, could they're be like so happy. The most profitable Spider-Man fucking movie ever. It's fucking insane. It's the most money Sony's ever made, and they're gonna they're ever gonna make. Yeah, it's the biggest Sony opening point. in they general. Got, yeah. They got the second Spider-Man movie that cracks a billion. Now, having said all that, we know it's a big draw and we know why, you know, a lot of it. There's a lot of reasons. Tom Holland, one of the reasons Tom Holland's uh, pay check may be going up in the future. His asking rate. uh, This article from Variety says after Spider-Man, Tom Holland could fill Hollywood's void of millennial leading men. They're saying his 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 salary may climb up to the low eight digits for his so at least 10 million. So, but I think, I think more than 10, I think he's making maybe five to 10 now. So I think, I mean, I, I don't know. Didn't Downey make like 20 million a movie when he you started in 20 or 30. So it's Will Smith was making like 30 and Tom, it wasn't like uh Tom Cruise making like $50 million a movie. It, well, yeah. But here's my question. Is the Tom Holland worth, Twenty thirty million dollars a movie right now where he is, or do we have to wait till Uncharted comes out to see if he can draw? I think that when you start making the kind of money where you're making twenty thirty million dollars a picture, just you being in the movie will get That's people it. to doesn't show matter up. If you're good, like it doesn't matter if the movie's good. You're just you're. You're gonna get asses in the seats. People want to see you, so no matter what I'm, you're in. I'm, do you think audiences will see? No, I un- don't want to see Tom Holland in anything. In Uncharted, <laughs> no, even Spider Man. But will after Spider Man? So- do you think people could be like, "Oh, he's Spider Man's in Uncharted"? I'm gonna go. I wonder if it's gonna help them. Uh, I, I don't think it's gonna do that well. No, 
I think it might be okay. It might do okay. I don't think it's going to like do big money. I think Uncharted's going to tank. Uh, but I'd be surprised. I'd if I'm willing to see if he proves me wrong. But I don't think Uncharted's going to do very well at all. I also don't think. I think there are stars in Hollywood, but I actually don't think the names mean as much these days. Because if anymore. you look at like Robert Downey Jr., like outside of the outside of the Iron Man roles, like I guess he's what um, fucking Sherlock Holmes. But those movies haven't done like the no, best. Those, yeah, I think they're making another one, but they have not done the best. And then he made like that shitty movie. With the animals, like yeah, Doolittle. Doolittle, yeah, yeah. right that after, yeah. yeah, it just made like a shit movie. I'm like, what are you doing, Robert Downey Jr.? Just grabbing the cash. Doesn't, yeah, it didn't help. That movie made no fucking. Money. I, I think the the viewing audience still is right now, in terms of paying for movies, I think there, being a star is is important. But I think right now it's still in the like big franchise. It's it's more studio than rather than it's an the studio IP game still. Right. Because like the you know they I think it's interesting this article mentions like the the old crew like you have your Denzel Washingtons Tom Hanks Tom Cruise Brad Pitt Will Smith they're all in their fifties and sixties DiCaprio is forty seven fucking we just said Jared Leto is fifty so who is this next crew like you put Holland in with like Timothy Chalamet with a Michael B Jordan uh, let me let me just list off the ten that's about it the ten now two thousand twenty one is a weird year yeah so a little we'll keep but let me list off the top ten movies. Spider-Man No Way Home, okay. Shang-Chi, okay. Venom, Black Widow, F9, Eternals, No Time to Die, A Quiet Place Part 2, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and at 10 is Free Guy. Out of all those 10, one is not a sequel or a IP. One's original. It's, it's Free Guy, yeah. But there's a lot of fucking Marvel movies in there also. Well, but those are all, what I'm saying is, they're, yeah, they're yeah. Marvel movies, but they're all yeah. like IP that's been yeah. established. Yeah, they're all something else, yeah. Hmm. So, I'm looking at the highest paid actors right now. Yeah, who is it? All right, so the highest paid actor for a single film is a tie between Tom Cruise, Bruce Willis, and Will Smith. Oh, Bruce Willis! Hmm. I forgot about him. He was pulling some bank. Okay, How much? And they is all that? got. They all got a hundred million. Holy oh, shit. shit! Wow! All right, Robert Downey Jr. got seventy-five million. Oh, for Iron Man three, Endgame. And um, Infinity War. For wow. each movie. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And then you got, okay, Harrison Ford got $65 million for the fourth Indiana Jones that nobody watched. Um, Where are the women? There's no girls on this list. Leonardo DiCaprio. Sandra Bullock got, I think she got, we're talking about back end also. Okay. Yeah. When I'm saying these numbers, this is back end numbers Okay. Too. Okay. Sales. So yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So Sandra Bullock got paid. 20 million, but got 70 million from gravity. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. That's a good um, deal. Jack Nicholson got um, 60 million from what payout from Batman, but he got paid 6 million up front. Wow. He only took six up front, but that movie is yeah. still paying. But he him. got back in. Yeah. He's yeah, still so making money end. from that movie. I mean, 6 million in the eighties. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> a lot. Mel Gibson up front got 30 million. What for making passion in the Christ? Lethal Weapon 4. Oh, okay. Oh, lethal Weapon. And Schwarzenegger for Terminator Rise of the Machines got about 30 million. Whoa. Whoa. So. Um, yeah, so we're. Yes. Yeah. So if, yeah, if that's the case and Holland's moving up to that echelon, yeah. he's got to be getting at least 20 to 30 million. Yeah. Now, uh, actresses, well, they have, they, they don't, they only have, um, 
the year annual earnings. So I don't mm, know how we, yeah, you don't know how we, we figure out about Scarlett Johansson's up there with 40 million in one year. So she probably take that between three or four movies. That's probably 10 million a film. Plus they got that. She got that black widow settlement. That's big money. Yeah. They, that's a big payday. A check. Keanu's in there, but he's, he splits, he gets 30 million a film. All right, yeah, that's really, that's not bad. Wow. That's fucking good. Should have been actors, Imran. Jesus, fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, well, shit. I just feel like Holland has. He definitely got a face for acting, Imran. I don't think Holland has. Do you think he's, I feel like he needs to pay his dues a little bit longer. Maybe he's earned it. I don't know. He's just, I don't know. I think yeah. the guys get, I mean, I think the, a lot of those guys made it big when they were younger. And I just think, I think it took longer back then and it just happens quicker because like, he's a good actor, but like. He's, I don't know. Can you look at any one film where he was there? He wasn't Spider-Man where he's like, I haven't seen anything other than that one. I haven't seen yeah. Cherry. I heard that in. wasn't that good. No, I heard all these movies were not that good. Uh, Chaos Walking. He put out last year, too. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see. So anyways, that's where the big bucks are. Kids start. Get acting. Get into, act, yeah, get into yeah. acting school. Become the next Spider-Man. Drop out of high school now. I think the important thing to see from that whole article is that get some back end money. Yeah, because what you get paid up front is like maybe a third of what you can get back end or or quarter of what you can get. No, the points on the back end is take a cut up front and get the back end shit is is uh, that's a good deal. Uh, All right. Look, we're going to take a break here. We'll play some promos. We'll come back and we'll check in and see what old fat Boba is doing on the Disney Plus (laughs) right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Big on America. Your organization's terrible. Hey guys, this is Jason Dutch with Dig on America Podcast, and I'm here with Big Hops. Do you have and to say your name so weird? <laughs> you want me to say? <laughs> and I'm also here with Mikey Famine. The extruser por- excuse oh. <laughs> Do it over. No, it's Stan. No, it's staying the way it is, because this is the way the show is. Big on America here, we explore how American history, policies, and sometimes even our pop culture created the social and political issues facing Americans today. Uh, a little bit about us. I'm your resident brother of the league. <laughs> I Very love America so much that I demand she be better through constant criticism and protest. Thank you. And uh, in your Obama voice, Mikey. I don't oh, like Obama. Of course you don't. You also don't like bathing and healthy meals. What Dig on America is, is it's a healthy criticism of a country. We, <laughs> America's already perfect. You should know we're perfect just like my hands. Well, I mean, a lot of people might say that, but those people probably haven't gone to school or brushed their teeth today. So um, <laughs> we're going to ignore them. But yeah, check out our show. It's unbeholden to any um, corporate overlords, except for Jay-Z, the Bilderberg yeah. Foundation. George Soros sponsored. George America. Soros, the Clinton yeah. Foundation. Absolutely. And uh, let's not forget Emotep. <laughs> <laughs> you can check out our website, digonamerica.com. You can check out all of our audio. We're on every single fucking audio podcast. Podcast app there is out there, Pandora, Spotify, etc. Subscribe on YouTube. You can check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash DOA podcast. Hopefully, you'll listen to the show, guys. I won't. Go fuck I- yourself. Big on America. Listener, if you enjoy the show, we have a pretty cool fan club you can join. To support the show and to show your love, Anthony, 
Show you love. There we go. <laughs> Visit jockinner.com slash Patreon. I come to expect that now. You Show you love. You have to do it every time. Who uh, says? I don't even know who I don't know. when I do that. Is that a wrestler? I don't know where you got that. No, I don't know who that is. I don't know. Anyways, if you go to jockinner.com slash Patreon and sign up, you will get cool stuff. You get access to a bonus podcast feed where the shows come out early there's instant reactions post-show bonus content lots of fun things there's also a monthly discord hangout we do just for our patreon supporters Discord benefits discord that cord what are you talking about what are we talking about <laughs> these cords these cords what is the discord rugs explain the the experience well, you just kind of go on, and then uh, you could see uh, people on, like you see Imran on video. He, he's talking to you like via ch- like a video chat, basically, and you're all hanging out. It's basically like a big Zoom meeting. Yeah, it's like a little and, personal show for you. Yeah, you get drunk, and you get to see it. You get to see Imran. You get to see Anthony. We get to hear you, from you. Anthony, you get to hear me. Yeah, yes. you don't see me. You hear me. No, I'm saying we get to hear from the listener, which is my favorite part, and, oh. and get to know some of our supporting listeners. Uh, this month it is Thursday, January twentieth, twenty twenty two, eight p.m. Central. Put that in your calendars, everybody. Tell Siri to set a reminder for the Discord jockinner.com slash Patreon. Okay, let's get to our review this week. Uh, let's get to the news, you bastards. Th- no, we already did that. You weren't oh, paying attention, were you? Fuck. Sorry, I was texting. What did you say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Book of Boba Fett has started on Disney Plus. Chapter 1, first episode titled Chapter 1, Stranger in a Strange Land. Here is your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Uh, this episode written by John Favreau himself. I believe he's written all of these. And the first couple episodes directed by Robert Rodriguez. Great action director from the 90s. And even right at the top of the bat, that title, Stranger in a Strange Land. That is a big reference. Uh, it is also the title of a huge 1961 science fiction novel by Robert A. Heinlein. Rugs, have you ever read this? No. Have you read this, Anthony? Who? Stranger in a Strange Land. I meant to read it. I've heard about this book for years. I heard it's really good. It's about this dude, Valentine Michael Smith. He is an, uh, a human who was born on Mars, raised by Martians, and he comes back to Earth as an adult to try to uh, assimilate back in. The last book I read was The Giver. Oh, The Giver. Was that on Oprah's book club? What was that? You don't know about The Giver? No. It's, it's, a, great, it's a great It's about blowjobs? No. Oh, my God. You don't know about it. <laughs> you really don't know about The Giver. No, I don't. What's The Giver about? That's not something you read in, in school? No. No, that was way after. Oh, that was before oh, that was my after? time. We were oh, reading okay. fucking uh, Never mind. other shit. Uh, but Stranger in a Strange Land, in that book, it's also a quote from the King James Bible by, I believe, Moses, who finds himself banished in the desert alone, kind of like the character in this episode. Anthony, uh, you are our casual Star Wars uh, Very fan. Casual. You are Star Wars aware. That's what we'll call you. Yeah. You have Star Wars awareness. Mm. I'm like a big Star Wars fan, which is why I love it when you give plots for these things and try to figure out what everything is. Sure. What happens in Chapter 1, Stranger in a Strange Land? Boba Fett is taken over, I guess, the crime lord kingdom that uh, Jabba the Hutt has, and he's trying to figure out how to rule, but in the midst of that, he's also having flashbacks, dreams, when he tries to heal to his escape from the, the Sarlacc pits. There you go. And his little journey in the desert with those... P-51 
people that speak in weird tones. The Tusken Raiders. Sure, the Tusken Raiders. <laughs> so he's he's it's a dual story of him with the Tusken Raiders and kind of earning their respect or earning whatever he needs to earn from them as a prisoner, and then also the duality of him now being a leader and having to earn the respect of all the people that are underneath him. And there's people that respect him, and then there's people that are trying to knock him off his perch. So that's that's the first episode. There you go. Back on Tatooine. They're, where they're, at. they're on Tatooine. I have a tattooed ween. I got a tattooed ween. Uh, Rugs, let's start with you. This episode ran uh, 36 minutes that long at all uh geek boner geek boner floppy jock or floppy jock what did you think first episode what did i think of the first episode of boba fat um <laughs> i don't know um <laughs> I, I it's a mixed bag because it does give you the origin of boba fat they, they even did that callback to the Patton oswald thing about oh i have that boba clip. yes we'll yeah, play that later popping out of the sand yep. and so they they kind of give you that origin story. I don't know why they did the dances with wolves with the Tuscan Raiders, where he has to prove himself to the indigenous people. Isn't he Boba Fett, the fucking baddest bounty hunter in the galaxy? Yeah, I just didn't like expect him to be so like you know whatever. But it's a different Boba Fett. I don't know. Like I, I feel like he should have been more of a, a like a a badass, a just kind of like anti hero, questionable dude, but. You know, you end up liking him. Like he's like supposed to be like like a bounty hunter that's a badass that fucking kills people. But he's kinda like your fun uncle here who is, you know, all cuddly and you want to hug him. Like I th- I thought that you'd have, okay, the Mandalorian, which is kind of this guy who's kind of trying to come to terms with being Mandalorian. Right. And then you got Boba Fett, who's like this guy who who comes from a Mandalorian blood, but is just so much more than just a Mandalorian. He's like a a force to be reckoned with. I mean, Darth Vader how fucking hired him to do dirty work for him. We're getting this chance to kind of see what he's about, and I, we got the sidetracked. I don't know why we had this Dances with Wolves thing. I don't think it added anything to the story. Uh, maybe it'll come to into play later when he calls on the Tusken Raiders to be his backup or something. Oh, yeah. So maybe they're establishing that, but yeah, I think that the show is fine as far as context and world building and character building. I don't know if I feel like they they got the character right yet, mm. but it's all there, and um, there is some cool effects, just cool like CG monsters in this. I think the weakest thing is that Tamara Morrison's sixty one years old, and they. They're like doing this thing where his helmet's off all the time. So the Mandalorian always has his helmet on yeah. and Boba Fett always has his helmet off. And then that makes for lackluster fight scenes a little bit and action sequences. A little bit. And when you have Robert Rodriguez, who's supposedly like a great action director, make one of the most disappointing clunky scenes <laughs> that I've ever seen. Where it's it, it borders on like laughable. Yeah. Which scene was that? The, when the when the guys with the red with shields, the shields attack him the in the big fight in the middle when the the uh, the fucking like it looked like so Star Wars much ninjas like, show up or something it looked like bad it just didn't leave, I mean I've seen Power Ranger fights that were more like impactful <laughs> those dudes looks like those dudes look like extras from the Mortal Kombat movie what's going on yeah uh, Anthony what'd you get out of this it's a little slow 
I'm I'm giving it a shot just because I have to, but also because it's kind of the same group that did the Mandalorian, yeah. which I had no interest in, and then by the end, I wasn't a full on Star Wars fan, but I was like definitely like, oh man, that like emotionally resonated with me by the end of that yeah. second season. Yeah. Um even the end of the first season. Yeah. So I think, you know, I believe in the crew and I believe in them making me in- enjoy characters that I don't give a shit about. That being said, I think it still looks pretty good in terms of like overall CGI mixed with practicals. Like that liz that iguana thing looked great. The um six arm monster that came out of the ground, like yeah. the centaur looking yeah. thing looked really good. Like in terms of like and even like their CGI of the backgrounds, like they do a much better job than Marvel, which is strange because they're both owned by Disney in terms of like making the backgrounds and everything kind of flow together and look like it's actually there. Well, they're using that the volume, that wraparound right. screen, which is amazing. It does look good. It is a little slow, as I mentioned. I'm with rugs. I just can't get over the fact that this guy just is short and has a pot belly. Like, okay, yeah. It really, it really, it 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 really bugs me that he's like. Even when he puts on the damn suit, he has that pot belly. He, I know he can't. He's 61 years old, and it's Timur Morrison. And it I really is what think it it's, is. I think it's poor costuming, to be honest with you. Yeah, because I feel like. All right, yeah. Let's say he is a little, a little bit like you know he's he's in his sixties, so he's shorter than he probably was uh, like when he was thirty, mm-hmm. and he's more compact and whatever. Like you can dress someone to look like you know padding or whatever. Like you know, get a, get the shoulders to be wider. You know, get have less bulk in the midsection. You know, like they're giving them like this kind of like baggy pants and stuff. And yeah. like it does, it, it just all it does is make them wider. Like so, you have to get like a more try and make a, tapered, a better silhouette, tapered look. Yeah, get a better silhouette with that uniform, and then you, you're you're good. Well, one more thing about him about his size yeah. is it'd be one thing too if they like somewhat acknowledge like, hey, he's kind of past his prime, and like he's he's like maybe they like made a joke like he's like not like fat Thor, but like. Something where it's like he's past his prime, but he's still kind of a badass, but he's not moving as quickly as he used to. Kind yeah, of thing. like he's washed up a little. But, yeah, but, but they're still playing it off like he's badass. I'm Boba. supposed to uh, uh, like assume he's a badass guy. Yeah. And furthermore, that Sarlacc pit thing, like I'm trying to figure out. So he got thrown in the Sar- Sarlacc pit in the end of episode. Se- at, at, yeah, at the end of Return six, of the Jedi, and then he escapes. Right. Yeah. In this show, which is that was like is, six years ago at this at the point of this show, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, so he's was he fat though in those movies? Okay, so yeah, here's okay. Hold on, there's so <laughs> much he's been fat, so much to unpack. That, here. that implies yes. that he was fat back then, and I don't remember those yes. movies and but, him being fat. So first of all, I noticed he and, he, and I don't I don't remember that he in that would be another thing. So he back then he was like in his fifties and he was the baddest hunter in the planet. Yeah, all right, well, sure. yeah, okay. So yeah, there's a couple of weird things. Uh, th- regarding his body type, I, I did know. Look, he was a little chunky in Mandalorian. I did notice that he did trim down a little bit, right? I don't think his pot belly is ba- as as bad. He's got broad shoulders, but for sixty one, I would kill to have his body right now. No problem. <laughs> like I was like, you know what? If for sixty one, he's looking okay. Uh, but yes, the Sarlacc pit thing is weird because it's kind of like. He fell in young and skinny and then came out all fat and old. I don't even understand what exactly happened in the beginning there in the pit. Like there was another stormtrooper there and then he pulled out an oxygen hose, which we've never seen these stormtroopers attach a hose to their fucking helmet. 
whatever. And then he like burned his way out the side and cl- climbed out. I I don't know. Yeah, I think he burned his hole through the side of the Sarlacc. And the, and the, I, I actually watched a nerdy ass video from Screen Crush, work? and yeah. they were like. Why is there a stormtrooper even in the Sarlacc right, pit? Right, because there was no stormtrooper in that scene in Return of the Jedi. He must have been there from well, not before. Not then, but like, weren't the stormtroopers like not even interfering with Tatooine? Oh, that's because- right. They were- no, no, they were. Weren't they there at a search party at one point, um, looking for the droids? This is I'm. This is you guys. They, I don't know. They were maybe not in Return of the Jedi. Maybe in no, Empire. In Empire or they were in Jedi on Tatooine. There was. I don't think the Empire was there at that point. Would the Empire have interfered with? Boba Fett's empire, or whatever the hell you would call it, kingdom, so that a stormtrooper would get thrown into a Sarlacc pit. I don't know. I don't without know. any consequence. Ah, uh, I don't know. It doesn't make any, it doesn't make super, any sense. It doesn't make a difference. It's just something I heard, I saw in a nerdy video. The other detail is that like it takes like a thousand years to digest something. The the Sarlacc takes a long time. So he had all the time in the world to get out. I don't know why he just didn't fucking climb out the mouth or shoot out or grab. So I don't know. I don't know. I was like, I, it's kind of weird. But overall, my first after the show ended, I was like, that's it. The fuck. That's all you give me. I I felt like these shows, all the other shows, start with a bang. Like the first episode has something. Good. Something crazy, something to hook you. And now this is like a book. So this was like a prologue setting things up. But even if you think of the first episode of The Mandalorian, like you saw him doing bounty hunter shit, and then it ends with that fucking reveal of Baby Yoda. Nobody saw coming. Uh, And this was just like, it was just like a prologue, like a filler. Like they started with a filler. banking on the name. I think it's too much banking on the name, and they needed to give us a little bit more, but maybe... Or maybe did, he put out I two episodes. I did like episodes. the green pigs. Oh, the Gamorrean guards are great. I was so glad they came back because that whole set, like, I love that scene where they go into Jabba's, uh, where he used to be, and it's all empty and quiet. And I remember it from Jedi where everybody, the girl on the chain was dancing and there was a rancor underneath and Jabba's just having a fucking orgy party. And I, I had that <laughs> set too. I had that toy of Jabba uh, and the Gamorrean, I had a Gamorrean guard. So I was so happy when he's like, why don't you just come work for me? You can still work here. And they're like, yes. In fact, he, they save him in that fucking slow ass fight. Yes. <laughs> Why was the fight so slow? Why don't you put his helmet on for fuck's sake? Like, I like the Star Wars parkour. And when Ming-Na Wen, Fennec Shan is great. When she puts her helmet on and fights them, it's great because this is a stunt double. Uh, but when she when he's he's there, it's like we just have people that are like in their fifties to sixties. Yeah, this is a leading the leading cast of, these shows. of yes, uh, senior citizens. We need some young energy in here. Uh, so now, yeah, let me let me uh, pose this question to you: Do you think it would be? I don't know how old she would be at this point, but um, Omega. Oh, what if we see Omega? Omega from Bad Batch? When does Bad Batch take place? That takes place uh, after order order 66. Oh, so like right after. Right, oh, so in the prequels. Oh, shit. So, yeah, she would be an adult now. Omega. That would be interesting. She would be the same age as Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. And I kind of love in the beginning, they show you the clips of him, you know, picking up Jango Fett's helmet and all. So when he's in the back, the tank is a great narrative gimmick to show flashbacks. Uh, what else are you going to do in the fucking tank? What, what kind of alien was that that he like tried to? Like, hey, let's get out of here. And the alien ratted him out that was chained up. You know what kind of alien that is? That was... That's a Greedo, right? It was uh, It was oh, similar uh, to Greedo. Excuse you? Gre- Guido? Greedo was the... Yeah. <laughs> he was a Guido. He's wearing a, a wife beater, right? Oh. He was like, hey, let me out. Why am I tied up to this tree? What are you doing? <laughs> no, it was Greedo who shot Han in 
uh, the first in New Hope. This a was green green. It was another green... Greedo. I don't know oh, what's the, what's yeah. the alien. What I don't. Are they called? I don't know what they're called. I don't know what they're. But called. you had the hmm. Aqualish. You had a bunch of aliens that we saw in other there movies. Was a lot of aliens. Yeah, to come pay year. tribute. So I thought that part was interesting, where the mayor's, uh, whatever the mayor's, the who the oh the mayor the mayor's guy comes and he's like, I thought, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. That was the only part where I was like, oh, they they've got this guy that like they sent over as a consigliere. But he's actually like threatening. Yes, he's, he's this guy. He's like, I don't he's have a tribute, but uh, what about our tribute? And he's like, right. my tribute is letting you walk out the fuck out of here alive. And then I love when he's leaving. Leaving, he's like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another delegate that comes to visit you later. <laughs> he's fucking. That was a that was a one part of the scene where I actually or one one of the things that I found intriguing. Who do we think is the mayor of Moss Espa Rugs? There's a lot of theories about this, and the people from the Han Solo movie, the red. What were they called? The fucking that that Kira Amelia Clark's character worked for. Yeah, with Darth Maul. Darth Maul. They might be involved, but we'll see. Darth Maul's dead by now, isn't he? I think he is. But this show is promising a lot of cameos and a lot of even fucking Rodriguez was like, "There's big moments every episode," and I was like, "What happened?" Where? Yeah. So basically, he comes out of the Sarlacc pit. The Jawas steal his shit, and then he has to prove himself to the Tusken Raiders. I did think that Sand Creature. It reminded me of like Harryhausen stop motion, like Clash of yeah. the Titans kind of stuff. Same. Right? It was yeah. kind of cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. Like Ymir or something. Yeah. yeah. And he had like two torsos. The Jawas stacked. and the Tusken Raiders are two different things. Yeah. The Jawas were those little dudes in the beginning without where the cloaks and they're tiny. Oh, yeah. 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 But they're badass too because Mando went up against them and they fucking. I wonder what the you. Tusken Raiders look without their helmets. That's what I was thinking too. I was like. Because they're kind of like Mandalorians. They never take their helmets off. I imagine off. they're like super disfigured or something must have fucked up. What if they all look face. like Imran? They all look like the Jesus same. That, I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Which ones were were both the Tusken Raiders and the Jawas in Mandalorian? Uh, or just the Jawas. The Jawas. Yeah, they were both, they were both in there in different episodes. There the, was one episode where there was like a giant like garbage truck, and he kept jumping on it. Was, was that the Jawas? Jawas? Those were the Jawas. The little ones? Those are the little ones. And those, okay. That's their vehicle. And then the Got Tusken it. Raiders ride these yeah. big woolly mammoth. The difference things. is, is that the Jawas like they collect junk and they steal shit from people. Yeah. They like they're, they're, they're scrap, like scavengers. Yeah. And the Tusken Raiders are like the, the, the fucking Fremen from Dune. They live in the yeah, desert. They, they're the indigenous people yeah. of the. So, again, to your point, this is a Boba Fett that would spare a kid and help him out. And he kind of I, I liked where he proved himself and they finally gave him the water um, and the fight. But like, wouldn't Boba have just killed them all and not give a fuck about the kid? Really? This is they, this is a different. Boba yeah, Fett. that's the problem that you get when you try and make a, a movie about a villain. Yeah. Like the all of a sudden he's the nice guy and it's not as cool. I like badasses. I like like that's that's the fun of of watching like Reservoir Dogs and fucking Pulp Fiction. Like they're not supposed to be like great people. Right. You just they're just entertaining to watch. Let, let me ask you guys one question because I don't remember Boba Fett from the movies. Is he really that badass? Boba no, because he's barely on screen. He's right. only on screen for two Boba minutes. Boba Fett has like six lines and four minutes of screen time in the whole oh, yeah. mystery movie. So he just became a cult classic because of, or like a, the mystery a big of thing him. because of his helmet and the mystery. Yeah. Well, he was the coolest figure the toy. that you could uh, get. Yes. Huh. So like when the toys came out, you're like, oh, that toy is fucking awesome. And they had this like, they had like the, the, the supposedly you could shoot a missile well, out they, of his head. They had a shooting missile and then kids were choking on it and then they replaced so they like, that. They like banned so, the figure. So like yeah, all of a sudden it a became like, like a collectible. Yeah. So it was mm. like 
a big but, deal. So they answered a question that, you know, old school Star Wars fans have been waiting for since 1983 when they saw Boba Fett fall into the Sarlacc pit. How did he get out? But if you were a kid and you watched that, the answer was clear. He got out because you had the fucking toy and you, he, Boba Fett fought all my G.I. Joes and Transformers. He lived on and kind of the stories you made were even better than what you saw in the movie as a kid. I remember just getting some kind of Marvel comic with Boba Fett in it. And it was, he was badass in that. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. I'm like, oh man. I'm like, what movie does he do this in? I'm like, like, none of them. (laughs) No, he doesn't do any of it in any movie. He just, does nothing and gets thrown into the fucking Sarlacc pit. Uh, the other part I kind of liked was when they go to the bar and the fucking cantina band. Geek boner. Max Rebo's cantina band is still gigging. They're still getting gigs. They're, They're playing out. That band I do remember from Right? That band is awesome. Do, 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 do. <laughs> They're even playing like a variation of the cantina band theme song. And then you see Jennifer Beals as a Twilight and good God does she look sexy as a fucking alien I thought. She was like a foot taller. Than oh, my Boba God. Fett. She's so tall. And I was like, man, she's still fucking flash. I didn't dance. remember her being that tall. The flash dance girl still looks good, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah, she looks great. And then, she look good. did you notice the other green alien Twilight that came over to uh, he's like, can we take your helmets? We'll shine them for you. Um, that one looked exactly like Anthony. Oh, Anybody shit. else get that? Like did you see? Yes. It wait, looked wait, like, wait, 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 what, 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 the green alien? The green alien, he was topless, his chest, he was like jacked, and he had he was he had the twilight antlers. He looked like you if you were painted green. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> Look it up right now. It's, I don't I think that didn't hit me at all. It's totally. I was like, that's the first thing. Get produce a, a link right now. <laughs> I find I, a link of that. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna I'm looking, I'm watching the show oh, uh, on the stream. But when that dude walked up, I was like Holy shit, that alien looks like Anthony. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, you have seen me shirtless. You took pictures of me yes, shirtless. Yes, that's yeah. why. If we painted you green and you had those <laughs> tentacles, you could have been in this scene. That was I don't cold. want to provide any more context those, other than that. <laughs> those pictures, got pictures of me listen, shirtless. Listen, you sign up for $30 a month on Patreon. You may get to see those pictures. They're still around. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, that that's it. I mean, I was kind of underwhelmed, and I hope it fucking picks up maybe. Well, here it is. Yeah, I got a picture. Oh, my God. Look, it looks like him. Put the link in. I'll, I'm going to put a screenshot. A little bit. Put it not in. really a lot. <laughs> it will be the screenshot for this segment of the podcast is the for, green for alien. For what it's worth, I talked to my big like Star Wars friend outside of you guys, and he yeah. was even like, eh. he, he He said exactly the same things we're saying. He's like, I can't get over Boba Fett being fat, and it was a little slow. <laughs> it was a little slow. They need oh. to pick it up. <laughs> Look at that alien. It's Anthony. Come on. I'll, oh, my I'll God. take it. Actually, it's... That's the compliment. Okay. He's the kid. The dude's That's fucking saying, Yeah, I see it. I think. I think your abs may be even better than this guy's. Yeah, abs. you're definitely more in shape than that guy. But that's definitely <laughs> that's Anthony not bad. as a green I'll twilight. Take that. Yeah, he does. I, I you do should just Photoshop it. your head on top of that. <laughs> if I, I could see my yeah, if I painted myself green and looked posed like I could see it. Yeah. Absolutely. I th- <laughs> he's, I, he's, he's a little bigger than me though. In I, terms of oh, thickness. he is a little bit. Yeah, a little thicker. I, yeah. Instantly, I was like, oh, fuck, that's Anthony. Look, that's Anthony as an alien. This is amazing. You think about Anthony a little bit too much. Yeah, you it's the first thing that came to mind. I don't know. Wow. The minute he sees like a chiseled body, he thinks of you oh, and Is that Anthony? <laughs> no, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> hey, is that Anthony? No. no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's uh, Camille Johnny. <laughs> Is that a brown Anthony? What's that? <laughs> Anybody has abs. I'm like, Is that, are you Anthony? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bird looking for his mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for Anthony. Anthony? 
This no. just evolved this for this is the first episode. This is our funniest yeah, episode ever. How many people I went up to at C2E2 that had abs? I was like, are you Anthony? <laughs> all the cosplayers. I'm looking for my Anthony. Where can I find Anthony! <laughs> Anyways, I hope it picks up. Maybe they could have put out the more first episode, ep- right? The how first many episodes episode. are they are in Seven. line? Seven. Yeah, but they could have put out two. Something could have happened. Basically, nothing fucking happened. Like, very little happened. We That's just all. know that someone's threatening him, and then we're going to get more flashbacks, right? And more slow fights. Well, that, no, that the flashbacks flashback are at done. First, this should be done. It? It no, should it be can't a, be done. We found out everything we need to know from then to now. He's going to take another bath. I think he's going to take <laughs> more baths. Yeah. I was confused at first. That first flashback, I was like really thrown off. I was like, didn't we see him sitting on the throne? What was go- What's going on here? Yeah. It took me a second to figure out that was a flashback. Because I don't understand. I forgot. I didn't really understand the Sarlacc pit either at first. Okay. See, yeah, that's confusing. It's confusing. That's a, it's some not deep confusing. Cuts. It's only confusing for me because I don't know anything. I mean, you'd have to watch the Return of the Jedi. That's all. And you did, but you didn't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. That's the best part. Which and one is that one? The third one? The third one. And it's Han Solo's fault that he fell in there because he's all blind and he turned around and Chewie was like, Boba, where? And he goes, Boba, where? And turns around and hits him by accident. And so was, he, he has an embarrassing death, too, which is hilarious. Yeah, he, I, I saw the video online. Yeah. He like he yeah he slides down the thing like a bumbling like, like idiot. idiot. Yeah, yeah, it's like a bubbling. Did you idiot. watch the the uh, documentary on Disney? Oh, I, on yeah, Fett? under the helmet, it's very good. You should watch not. that. That might give you more appreciation for him. Yeah. yeah, is the third one also where the one where everyone was hoping there was a love triangle, and then they found out they were, they were brother and sister, and it got really weird. Uh, yeah, yes. Leia and, and Luke. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's Yoda, the first Yoda movie there was. Yeah, first movie they didn't. Well, know he that. didn't write it yeah. that they were related. Yes, yeah, and you have that was like a retcon. And awkward. The third one you have sexy Princess Leia costume. Oh, forever I like born. that one. That's yes. a good one. Yeah, 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 that's the one. Also, yeah. she she chokes out Jabba with a chain, similar to how he choked out the fucking sand creature with a chain. It's always the chain with these people. Always get the chain and choke him out. That was done on, by design. Jabba died. Yeah, right? Jabba yeah. was killed by Princess Leia, and then the whole fucking thing blew up. And do we went think down we'll see some sort of Jabba relative come maybe, show up? Maybe because there was a lot of huts. The huts. They talk about how the huts were carried around, and he's like, "No, I want to walk around on my own two feet." So he's trying to yeah, do pizza things differently. The hut There's pizza the hut from Spaceballs, who ate himself to death when he got locked in the trunk. Hut I one, hut two, how, hut three. Hut, yeah, there. Hut, but the huts are a family. So that's a good question. Also, right. Bib Fortuna took over uh, when Ooh. Jabba did. What happened to him? Did he die? He, I think he killed him. Oh no! But he was in. Oh, he died too at the end. No, oh, yeah, he was the one sitting on the throne when he. I, I think oh, he at had, the end, that's right. In the in Mandalorian, yeah, 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 he killed the, him. That's right. Leia killed Jabba. Bib, Bib Fortuna took over and for Jabba, and then he came Bib over. Fortuna, yeah, yeah, he took killed Bib Fortuna. I'm in charge now. He's got a good voice, though. He's got, like, a great voice for it. But he, sure. he should keep the fucking helmet on a little bit more so you could throw a stunt double in there. That's all I'm it's, saying. It's, it's funny because the... What's his face? The last actor. Pablo? Not Pablo. Uh, uh, Pedro. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Went almost two seasons without yeah. taking off his helmet. For yeah. No problem. And, and this yeah. guy's like, I gotta take it off. Right away. In my own show and yeah. in the show I cameoed on. Yeah, you're kind of demystifying the coolness that was the Boba Fett. He still has that ding in his helmet, which he's had since those movies. So I think if they make a couple of costume tweaks and they just have the right director and they know to keep the helmet on during the action sequences, yeah. 
I think they could really uh, take this to a different level. He so. did have one badass moment after he takes the creature down and then he like stands up and the sun is behind him. Robert Rodriguez loves those shots where the sun is right behind your hero. My favorite thing about Boba Fett, uh, this first episode, is when he fucking just sh- shoots the missile at that guy and blows him into Oh, yeah, just right there. He kills the one parkour like, dude. I'm like, that's Boba yeah. Fett. That's what he should be doing. He should have that mean streak. He should have that fucking killer instinct. I t- actually, I cheered at that moment when the Gamorrean guards started charging them. I was like, fuck yeah, get him. Do you remember his fight scene in The Mandalorian, how fucking brutal Dude, it was? Dude, he used the Tusken Raider stick, and he was demolishing stormtroopers. Remember, the pieces yeah. were flying. I want to see like, that I, shit. What if, yeah, who, well, it was Robert Rodriguez that, that was the one. Robert so, Rodriguez wh- episode where she does the- What did he, like, what happened? Fennec Shan the does show. the jump, turn around, two guns, fucking shot. Which I love. Yeah, Desperado shot. Where is that Boba Fett? I think, I hope they don't soften him too much. Anyways, we'll see. Yeah, we need that. I'm watching Boba Fett on repeat fall in the Sarlacc pit, and it's great. I believe that's the Wilhelm scream, too, maybe, that they just cut, they cut on top of He just of rockets it. into a, like a fucking yeah. ship and yes. hits his head and falls yeah. in the Sarlacc Because Han hit his fucking so booster. God, you think if you were a good bounty hunter, you wouldn't have a switch that activates your booster back <laughs> there that you can't reach? monster burps yes so they and that's what <laughs> lucas added back in the mouth like that little mouth part that was added yeah. in later originally oh, okay it was a set that was just those tentacles the beep yeah beak yeah and then he added the little lucas mouth did love to add oh my god he <laughs> added movie. so much fucking he went and just littered the sky with spaceships at every scene i'm like this yeah. is not necessary it's fine <laughs> you don't have to add spaceships everywhere there's an empty space you fucker She's like just put a little spaceship put another hey, one there oh there's it, a just, space just over there like a monster or like a little like camel run in front of the camera yeah, right, for the no reason second. yeah it was ridiculous those are funny these are star wars is funny to star me. wars is funny all right look let's do some <laughs> news from the nation because we got comments about this episode from our listeners <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. Flush it. Oh. Well, I felt the air from that one in the, through the headphones. That's weird. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. That one tickled the ear. Good job. Uh, Daryl K. The dulcet tones. <laughs> Daryl K. says... Okay, so nitpick. They couldn't get someone smaller to portray Boba digging out of the Sarlacc. Boba went in young and fit and came out bloated and old. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. David Zika says C minus. They are definitely relying on reputation to keep people watching. Mm. Not a good start. It is a slow start. Rick Martinez. Coordinate that, by the way. What's that? That was his own opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, but they are both right. Like, it's clear. They're just relying on the name. Uh, Rick Martinez says the fight scene with the Red Shield ninjas a bit too slow. It's a little slow. Uh, when you have 75-year-old actors playing the, the six, roles. Yeah. I mean, again, I'd kill for his body now, but yeah, maybe a little more conditioning. Keep the helmet on. I don't know. It's not the fact that Tamara Morrison is like, it's just the guy that was in the movie and the guy, like, he, he played Django Fett right. when he was like in his prime. Right. Right. And then that was a different character than Boba Fett. Boba Fett was his son. And that was played by a completely different dude in like the 80s and 70s. And uh, that was much different build than him. So it's like hard to make the transition. So a little bit. Yeah. 
little bit. And then Jose Ibarra brought up the thing you brought up earlier, Rugs. He said, did anyone else get that homage to Parks and Rec? They had to be that had to be intentional, right? So, Anthony. Yes. In the show Parks and Rec, this, uh, this video is posted uh, in 2013. This happened many years ago. There is a scene where Patton Oswalt does a filibuster in like a city council room, right? So these people can't make this vote. This scene that he does, the full clip is available online. It is eight minutes long and it's all complete improv. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Right? And he nerds yeah. out about Star Wars. So listen to this. I have the clip of just where he's describing this and how closely it matched what they actually did. Well, then pan down from the twin sons of Tatooine. Uh, we are now close on the mouth of the Sarlacc pit. After a beat, the gloved Mandalorian armor gauntlet of Boba Fett grabs onto the sand outside the Sarlacc pit, and the feared bounty hunter pulls himself from the maw of the sand beast. Okay, this is and exactly... Rea- and we realize uh, that <laughs> she, he sur- she tries to- survived his fall uh, during the battle at Jabba's uh, palace ship. She tries to interrupt, but they did it right down to the twin sons of Tatooine and the hand coming out. Like, that had to be on purpose, right? It had to. Oh, that was definitely a callback to that. And then I'll put the clip in the show notes if you listen to the rest of it. This is in 2012, 2013. He brings Thanos into it. He goes, and then Thanos shows up. He has the all the stones. He's like, I'm combining franchises. And he just goes on. And at the end, he's like, okay, can we cut? I have no more saliva in my mouth. I remember it was that. So yeah. good, dude. It's it was good. And everybody just gets up and leaves. But for eight minutes. But I think comp- you could do the same thing. You're giving him all this praise, but I guarantee you, if I said eight minutes, Imran, I could just make up a talking. thing. Yeah. yeah. Really, he'd been thinking about this for a long time, though. I feel like he had been working on this bit. He's like, man, if I ever did Star Wars, it's just it's just impressive to you because you're like, oh, there's another person that can do that. I could do. I could. Like, nah, I could easily yeah. do that. Yeah, but uh, I love the yeah, call just, Imran takes a bump and it just will talk for six <laughs> hours about exactly the oh, same shit. thing. I don't even need the drugs. I'll do it right now. Let's <laughs> go. Spider-Man so opens with Spider-Man on the rooftop. OK, now I'm not going to do it. Uh, and the last thing I wanted to bring up uh, was this uh, graphic I posted in the Facebook group from Fandango. Uh, viewers, their users voted the top 10 most anticipated 2022 movies. Interesting list, some surprising things. We'll go in reverse order. Number 10, Mission Impossible 7, starring Tom Cruise. Number 9, Top Gun Maverick, movie that's has, has supposed to come out five years ago. Oh, my God. It's not out yet? No, it's still not out. Oh, so yeah, you, you got yeah, two Tom Cruise movies, 10 and 9, right? Number 8, Aquaman and the Lost King, Kingdom, Aquaman sequel. Number 7 is Avatar 2. That's actually coming out this year? I don't believe. Number six, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Number five, Jurassic World Dominion. Number four, Thor Love and Thunder. Number three is The Batman. Number two, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part One. Number one, most anticipated movie by Fandango users, Black Panther Wakanda hmm. Forever. Geek boner. Any comments on this list of movies? I would change the order a bit, but yeah. I would take three, four, and five and move them to the one, two, three spot. I, I thought Batman oh. would go higher. And then I would put Doc Doctor Strange right uh, under uh, Jurassic World Dominion, or probably in front of Jurassic World Dominion, and then uh, Spider Man and Black Panther underneath that. So uh, yeah, it would just change the order a little bit. It would flip it upside down. 
Where does Avatar land for you? <laughs> it's in the same spot, like seven or okay, eight in the middle, probably. Yeah. Anthony, these movies uh, say anything about anything? As I mentioned before, franchises are the right? thing. There you go. Um, although you got big name actors as well in them, so you, you have the you have the combination, the combo platter right there, surf and turf. Uh, the only movies I'm not anticipating of these two of these are Top Gun and Mission Impossible. You know what? The Mission Impossible, uh, the last few Rogue Nation or they're Go- good, right? they're fucking great, dude. Some of the yeah, really amazing good. action scenes, really good story. So seven and eight, I believe they were filming back to back, and I'm I'm dying to see that. Uh, did you see Tom Cruise was like strapped on top of a biplane? Uh, flying around, and this wasn't—they weren't even shooting the movie. He was testing a shot, a stunt for the movie, but he strapped himself on top of the plane. Sure, that seems like exactly what he would do. <laughs> but I think this is it for Tom Cruise, though. I think he's got to go out now with a blaze of glory. Well, there's, to stop doing there's this a movie. seven, and then there's eight. I think there's two. Yeah, but you think he's done? He could still run really cool. I think that this, it's coming to an end. Like he, I, I would, I would rather stop before it starts to really take a dip. Yeah. Like I feel like he could probably do one more, one or two more movies. He's sixty years old, isn't he, or something? He's, uh, yeah, he's up there too. Yeah, he's, he's close. I yeah. uh, I got some comments from the listeners about this list. Ray O'Neill says, "I guess most anticipated would be Avatar two. How many years? First movie I took my lady to was Avatar eleven years ago." <laughs> This is crazy. Okay. This thing's coming out. Blake Braden said three surprises. One thought Batman would be at number one. Two, Doctor Strange only at number six. And three, no sign of the Flash movie. Nobody's aware oh, of the Flash, the Flash movie. movie. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't have any awareness. I'm, I would put that in here. Yeah, I would have put that actually up here. Instead of Top Gun a... Maverick. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, and then Jose Escamilla says. Escamilla. For, Escamilla. Escamilla. I like it. Uh, he says, for me, it's Avatar. We've all heard a second one was coming. I just didn't realize it would take a decade. And then Nick Chef, the counter says, LOL, no one gives a rat's ass about oh, Avatar. Nick, don't oh, be I do. <laughs> don't be I, do. <laughs> I love James Cameron, so I'm going to fucking watch anything he makes. I, I enjoy James Cameron. I just wish in the time he's had from Avatar to yeah. making Avatar 2, he would have made other movies. No, he's been underwater mostly. I know. Just he's been sitting find, underwater. Finding old ships. 15 years. I feel like, yeah, it's a long wait. And I don't really care that it's Avatar. Like, I could give a shit that it's Avatar. I just want to see another James Cameron. Movie. I want to see what technology he pushes, he brings forward. The shit that yeah. he's developing by the time he started is going to be outdated by the time this movie comes out. Listen, by Avatar 4 or 5, it should be in a virtual fucking Oculus. I should be in the movie. Like, they should be, the Navi should be poking me in the ass. Like, it should be that real, uh, James Cameron. It's interesting that James Cameron, I mean, he's definitely one of the greatest directors ever, but it's interesting that, like, he made Avatar, which by all accounts is kind of like a a one, like a, there's not really anything to mine after, like, the end of that. He ends it in a way that's just a solo movie, and then he's like, you know what? I love this so much that... I'm going to make three more 15 years later. <laughs> 15 years it's just, just a strange journey to this, this sequel. It is strange, but it, you have to remember when it came out, it was, it was the thing for like two or three years. Yeah, it was, it was the highest grossing movie up until Endgame. They put it back in theaters and it made more money. I watched it three or four times wow. in the theater and I remember watching it and it like for a while brought back 3D, which was a thing that's died again that was the first 3d movie i saw in like a long time when that came out so it does have like it did have a huge impact 
And I think that he wanted to just round it out with a third franchise, you know, like, and, uh, but I think he got distracted by trying to find Atlantis or some shit. Well, and that's, <laughs> what's going to be funny is he's going to have to compete with the underwater worlds of Aquaman. Imagine that he actually found like real fucking mermaids and, and he shit put him in the movie. He's like, this is and not special like, oh, effects. I'm, I'm, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking fool everybody. I fucking found well, mermaids. Says, that's a real mermaid, bitch. I'm James yeah. Cameron. Yeah. They only act for me. Imagine. Look, we're laughing about could it, be, right? But this could fucking happen. Because the two is like all underwater. <laughs> There's been some photos that come out. He's been fucking down under places where no one's ever seen. He probably fucking saw Or he turned mermaid. into like a fish person himself. Like he genetically altered himself yeah. to shoot He's like movie. fucking a manatee. Is that what's yeah. going on? <laughs> Just so he could breathe underwater to get this shot. Give me the camera. I'm going down there. Fucking Cameron, better surprises. I just want to know what he's going to do next. I just hope that he gets this fucking Avatar out of his system and goes to those, like, It's going to take cool another movie. 25 years for him to do something that's not Avatar. So, just, I'm looking at, I, I put in Avatar 2 in Wikipedia. Yeah. And new cast members will include Kate Winslet, Ooh. Cliff Curtis, I don't know who that is, Eddie Falco, Ooh. Brendan Cowell, Michelle Yeoh, Ooh. Jeremy Clement, Ona Chaplin, Vin Diesel, Ooh. and CJ Jones. Oh, shit. In addition to Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Stephen Lang, uh, Sigourney. Sigourney Weaver, and mm. all the rest and the of the original cast. Wow, yeah. they got the Vin Diesel, huh? Couldn't get the Rock, huh, Cameron? Had to settle for Diesel. <laughs> That's what happened. See what happened with Vin Diesel and the Rock? Yeah, yeah. What did the Rock is like? Fuck you to him. V- Vin Diesel publicly was like, "Come back to Fast right. Ten. and the Rock was like, "You asshole! No. You, we already talked about <laughs> this. I'm not coming back." Don't you remember? I was drunk. I don't remember. <laughs> wow, that's embarrassing. Yeah, that was a really it yeah. was a really embarrassing response. All right, my rock. most anticipated. Well, he's stupid for doing it. Yeah, I think yeah. I don't know. I'm excited for the Batman and Black Panther and Doctor Strange. I don't know. This is a weird list. Uh, let's finish with what are we watching? Cobra Kai. Check everyone. Anthony, where you at? That's what I was watching yesterday. I, I hadn't watched an episode, and then I pounded through five right off. Yeah, they're right away, real so. easy to watch. Very easy watch. We'll uh, we'll probably review it next next week. week. Uh, Rugs, did you watch uh, watch it? I finished it. Yeah, I watched it in like most of it in a day, and then I saved like the last two episodes for the next day. I was like, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, this shit is so fucking cheesy. Oh my God, it's so terrible. It's hilarious. And then I'm like, God, I'm not, I'm shouldn't watch this. And all of a sudden, Johnny does something so awesome. Like, he just is an asshole, yeah. and I'm like, yes! I'm back in. I need to watch this more. <laughs> my friend Ed said the same thing, and I and I completely agree. There were part. There's points in these first five episodes where I'm just like, "Holy fuck, that, yeah. is, that I, is so bad." I'm rolling my eyes so, so cheese hard. ball. Yes. And then by the end of it, I'm like, "Next episode, <laughs> yeah. I gotta keep watching this." And, like every single time, it gets a little bit so cheesy that you feel like you're watching like like a, a '90s like Be- Beverly Hills 90210 yes. or something. Then all of a sudden, you know, Johnny Lawrence calls someone a pussy. You know? <laughs> like, ah, all right, okay, we're back. It's very fromage. <laughs> there's the one scene in the bar. Where he's sitting there and the guy's like, hey, hey, hey like you guys are got to keep it down. He's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Buzz <laughs> off. And this is like, I just was like, this is amazing. This is still funny. The cheese is so funny and entertaining, though. Like I was laughing and rolling my eyes at the same time. It's like, I have oh. my criticisms, but yeah. I got to finish it. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a fun discussion. A lot of crazy shit happens. Fun season. Uh, you kind of see where it's going next season. So they've already shot that. Hopefully they can put it out real Holy quick. Shit. Yeah, it's done filming. Uh, you watch anything else, Anthony? I'm trying to think. No, just yeah, sports. Just sports. But you guys don't care about that, so no, we don't. Rugs, what do you watch? I watched. Um, what the fuck did I watch? I watched the I Love Lucy. Oh, being the Ricardos, I like that. What do you think? 
I liked it a lot. I thought it was very good. I thought they're going to probably get a nominated for get Oscars. Oscar noms for sure. Um, what else did I watch? I watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, which was fucking great with the KKK guy. It was amazing. You know what? This last season, though, I feel like he may need to end the show. It wasn't maybe didn't hit quite maybe. like the previous seasons. May I didn't watch the whole. I watched season. the whole I season. Just, I watched the season finale. You know, a crazy. I like lines. the watermelon thing yeah, and that was the funny. KKK guy. I thought that was both funny. I like watermelon. So there's one line I heard JB Smooth say that I was dying, and it's the episode where he's got a roofer coming over to his house. And the roofer is this kind of large fat man. And he just looks at him and they're like, you go up there. Like, you're going to go up. There. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go up there. And he goes up there and he walks around and like you hear creaking constantly and they're <laughs> freaking out. And JB Smooth has goes, he goes, that motherfucker is F.A.T. positive. And I started <laughs> laughing so hard. I've never heard anybody yeah, put it he, that way. He said some of the shit he, he says is me laugh. Killer lies. I was like, oh fuck, F A T. Oh my god, he's hilarious. He's so funny as Leon. Leon. Oh my god. Come on, Larry. Yeah. So I watched that, and then I watched uh, Louis C.K.'s new special. Sorry, he uh, talks a lot about um, pedophilia and. Uh, other stuff. You can only get this off his website, right? It's not streaming. He does anywhere. this whole bit on um on Goodwill Hunting and how much he hates Goodwill Hunting <laughs> because the whole thing is predicated on if the guy likes apples or not. <laughs> like, if he, what if he said no? I don't like apples. Like, how do you finish the joke? <laughs> how do you like damn apples? Anyway, so uh, it's just some fun. There was some funny shit in there. It wasn't his best, but like, it's definitely entertaining, and I. I was like, I'm just curious to see what he had to say. And um not canceled. Uh well, I mean, he has to put out he has to put it out. Put out yeah, he has to put it on himself. Yeah, he, he's not he can't no streaming service will take this, will they? Right. But he's And I heard that Patton Oswald speaking of Patton Oswald, yeah. I heard that he did a gig with Dave Chappelle and now he's getting shit. I that. heard about that too, and it's kind of dumb. Mm. Why? Just he's getting why just because it doesn't make any sense. Because you're not allowed to associate with people. The fucking comedians hang out. They do shows with each other. What's the problem? Yes. What's the fucking problem? You can't associate. Can be Everybody in the same room. Relax. Stand up for yourself. Show your integrity. God damn it. I, I wore my Dave Chappelle shirt out maybe like oh, a month did. or two ago. Yeah. And a couple pad, patted me on the shirt. They're like, let me see your shirt. I showed it to them and they gave me the big, the biggest thumbs up. Oh, nice. Like, That's awesome. What's on the shirt exactly? It's... uh. The Chappelle, br- Chappelle bunch, oh. and it's just like different variations of Dave Chappelle from oh, the char- Chappelle show. Characters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. different characters. Right. Like, yeah, you know, you know. All right, so you, you didn't get fucking. Uh, they were older though. But okay, they, they they enjoyed the shirt. They were like, "That's awesome." Nobody's thrown stuff at you yet, though. Basically. Not yet. Okay. I've only worn it out once. Okay, and I'm very careful. Like, where I gotta be, I gotta be around the audience that would understand. Isn't like, that hey, dumb though? You gotta think about where you're going when you're wearing a shirt. But that's the world we live in. Yeah, it's, the it's world fucking we live. silly. Around an audience that's watched the show and understands that I'm I'm supporting the, the show, right. show. Right. I'm wearing this because I ironically hate him. I don't know. You got to come up no. with an argument for the other side. Just to, I don't know. I'll just look down. Oh, I didn't even know I put this on. Oh, this that's Dave. I don't even know who that is. Like, I'm who's sorry. this? I, I, I just like this the, in the thrift store. I like the colors. Yeah, this was in my hamper. I don't know where I got this. <laughs> They're fucking throwing shit at you. Um, I watched a couple of fun things. HBO has this new show out. It's a TV series called Station Eleven. It's based on a novel from 2014, uh, and it's about a uh, a virus in a post-apocalyptic world where a virus kills everyone and people have to survive. So similar, but they worked on this before. 
Uh, the thing this show does, though, it is told non-linearly. So it's kind of neat because there are scenes where you're day one of the virus and you're like a year later, two years later, and then it'll jump to like 20 years later. And then it jumps back to like the day of, and then it'll jump to five years and it'll go back and it'll jump forward, kind of piecing these stories together uh, as it unfolds. Kind of like Lost when they did the flashbacks. So you learn about these characters. Uh, Mackenzie Davis is in this. You may remember her from Terminator Dark Fate. She was the remember wasn't oh, yeah, she a yeah. hybrid? She the was hybrid, a hybrid girl? Terminator, yeah. Yeah, she was. A, she's really good. Uh, and Himesh Patel, brown guy, he's one of the leads. He was in something oh, we talked about. That's last why you episode. threw it on, huh? No, no, I don't know. I heard it was a good show. Okay. The acting is actually really good. The performances are good. It's not bad. The seven episodes are out, and it's just it's it's well done. I liked it. And then the other thing I watched that's completely different, Silent Sea on Netflix. It's a Korean sci-fi oh, show. Are you yeah. watching Korean stuff? Yeah, and what they got one of the dudes from uh, Squid Game and uh, Train to Busan, the, the, the salesman guy who's the recruiter guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in this, uh, and this is about a 24-hour mission to the moon where these space explorers are trying to get samples from this abandoned uh, research facility, and crazy shit happens. Uh, it's not bad. It's good sci-fi. It holds up with like you know your Lost in Space and American kind of sci-fi shows. Um, so Silent Sea, I'm checking it out. It's good. And then I did see a comedy special. Rugs. It was the Jim Gaffigan special called Comedy Monster on Netflix. Any good? It's fucking hilarious. This is guy. This is one of the last few guys who could be funny and be clean. Like he's one of the great clean comics. You know his bit where he does like the whisper inside voice of the audience. Like, oh, yeah, I, lo- I love that. It's so funny. And he's talking about being a parent and, and, and having kids and the coronavirus and quarantine. It's I was fucking crying. It's very good. And the, I might check it he's out. He's hilarious. And he doesn't swear at all. And it's just really good delivery. Good writing. He's always a solid guy. And his inside voice fucking shtick is fucking hilarious. He's just like, Jim, you're a monster. Just saying <laughs> what everybody's thinking. I do. I do get tired of that after yes. a while. But I uh, but um. Yeah, it's it's good. For, I I I'm curious. He doesn't overdo out. it. He does it just enough. And he does it right. But I I, I just remembered. I watched Don't Look Up. Oh, you did. What did you think oh, of that? Yeah. What did you think of that? I think it's good. I liked it. A lot of people don't it. like that. It's very. I I it, it it is overly preachy, and I think they could. It's heavy handed. Yes. I think they could have given it, given it more nuance. That's not Adam and, K though. No. Um. Yeah. But um. Because it. What happens is at the beginning of the movie, it's played so straight. Right. And then by the time they get to the president, like then it just goes off the rails, almost. Yeah, Yeah. and like it, it, those things don't play. It it makes the movie worse. It reminded me of Idiocracy. Oh, suddenly, yeah. All of a sudden, like like this idea of like, I think it would be great to show how it because basically this is not a critique on Trump really because that's what they tried to force. I think what happened is this is what it is. If you look at it overall, it's a critique of the media, like the media and social media and how and how vapid everybody yeah. is and how yeah. nobody actually gives a shit about anything. Or, and not only that, but how information just gets bastardized and refocused and yep. re-aimed right. yep. and and whatever, repackaged or dismissed. And then you have something about like the Trumpian you know, presidential responsibility to tell the truth and whatever and, and, and be altruistic and not about themselves. But I think once you introduce that element, 
you're trying to do two things at once, like make a parody of the presidency and at the same time make this message and it, it gets sloppy. They could have played it a little bit more straight. They could have still still said the same things. I just think the tones didn't yeah, match. Yeah, it slips between satire and parody, and I wish he had just like picked one and yeah. stayed with that, right? That's kind of the, the issue. Uh, yeah, I've seen. but it was still fun to watch, and I still thought it was poignant. I thought the, the cast was great, and it is like, it's almost so funny because you could see this happening in real life, you know? It's kind of like that. It's funny because right. it's sad and true. There are two post-credit scenes. I had to go back. I did not know. I had to go back and watch them later. There's two. There's two. There's one mm-hmm. at the middle and one at the end. They're kind, and I, they're kind of funny. I also watched a kind of uh, if you want to watch something that's not as good as The Witcher, uh-huh. but <laughs> kind of in the same wheelhouse, uh-huh. but less budget, like zero budget. There's a show called Beowulf. A new and, Beowulf. Uh, this is old. I think it's relatively new. No. The past, like maybe within f- past five years, um, has it, it takes place, you know, in you know, in 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 uh, I guess northern somewhere the Netherlands or something. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, and uh, basically, uh, Beowulf, the hero, returns to uh, the whatever where the big fucking hall is, and there's. The Mudborn, which are all these creatures that are start attacking this village, and he has to kind of he goes there because his father figure dies, and he's going there for his funeral, and he gets embroiled into you know you know killing off these monsters for them, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he gets sucked into this whole like uh, sibling rivalry that he has with his adopted it's brother. Beowulf return to the Shieldlands. <clears throat> yes, and so I'm about three episodes in. It's not amazing, but it's it scratches that itch for, you know, sword and shield and monsters. Who wrote that shit, Chaucer. No, it's it's like an ancient. It's like an ancient fucking poem. It's an old father. Oh, oh yes. Oh my god. It's uh. It's the it's like Gilgamesh and Beowulf. They're they're Gilgamesh is the first like epic old English heroic, epic poem. And then Beowulf is the first, like, you know, one from the Western side, you know. Oh, it's written between 975 and 1025. Yeah. Oh, anonymous Beowulf poet. Okay. I'm thinking of Canterbury Tales. That's why I said Chaucer. That's Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. All right. Beowulf is always good stuff to mine from because it's got monsters and shit. It's, yeah. And it's, it's, uh, you know, public domain. Yes, public domain now extends 1926. Anthony, do you know the story of Beowulf? Uh, he's looking at someone. <laughs> Some guy with a sword. Yeah, he's just a dude with a sword. <laughs> That's all I know. That's all it is. He's just the epic hero. That's all it is. It's a poem of a guy, dude with a sword killing monsters. Is that what it is? I yeah. think, mostly. Wasn't there like an animated movie called Beowulf? Yeah, with Angelina Jolie. Oh, that's yes. right. Yeah, I thought that was pretty badass. It, I mean, the CG is now very dated, but and very like uncanny valley where it like looks like weird. Uh-huh. But um, it was still pretty epic. Two thousand seven. You know? Oh, that was two thousand seven yeah. CGI. Directed by Robert yes. Zemeckis. Yeah, who did Back to the Future? Yeah. And then he does like Polar Express, I think, later with that same technology. That, that's how I knew about Beowulf was because of oh. that movie. Yeah. Oh. I never saw that. I, I never saw that. it either. I'm just, yeah. I just I, remember seeing previews of this movie that looked cool for the time, and I was like, yeah. "Oh man, all CG." It's available. I I would check it out. It's a really quick watch. And uh, what's his name from Back to the Future is 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 Grendel, the bad guy. Hmm. Oh, it's on uh, the dad. Oh, the dad. 
Yeah, Chris oh, Chris Glover. Glover is, is the day. It's on free. It's free on YouTube right now, apparently. To watch on the YouTube. Whole thing. Mm. Yeah, YouTube. That's, YouTube occasionally has free movies. There are free movies on YouTube. What? They're hard to find. They don't advertise them. But you can find free movies. I'll tell you one scene. Okay, I'll tell you about this movie. And this is not a kid's movie. Okay. All right. So Beowulf goes to the Great Hall to, you know, to work, to kill this beast. Because that's what he does. He looks for monsters and he finds it and he kills them. So he goes there and he's like, all right, I'm going to kill this fucking monster. And he's like super macho Beowulf. Like he's not scared of shit. All right. So what does he do is he gets buck naked. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'm going to fight this dude naked. And then he does. He fights him naked. Oh, you're really exposed I, that way. Though. <laughs> wow. Like the... Uh, like the Greeks or the uh, Spartans used to do. They used to fight naked. Yeah. They, a real he's just like, I'm going to fight this monster naked. naked. Wow. And this is like, animated, so they, you sh- they should yeah. see his animated dick? No, they like oh, okay. there's like conveniently placed shadows oh, gotcha. so you don't see his junk. But huh. yeah, there's definitely Man. he fights him naked. <laughs> I just thought it was great. Huh. Well, Imran got naked <laughs> in a music video once. That amu- though, that's oh, two yes. separate stories. There was a student film. I danced with an old black woman yeah, in the music video. Like when naked back in the day, back in the eighties, if you were going to fight somebody, you had to take your shirt. You off. You definitely had to yeah. take that's, your shirt off. That was <laughs> the side. Oh, off. we're gonna fight. Okay. Yeah. So in an eighties movie, you have to take your shirt off, and then uh, you know you're gonna see something. And in five fifty AD, that you had to get naked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're fighting you monsters. To, you fight them naked. They don't know. Yeah. You gotta get. You gotta get some uh, Crisco out <laughs> and grease yourself <laughs> up for this monster. So you slip. I'm fucking whale fat. <laughs> Rub that shit on me. I'm going into battle. All right. Let's go. Yeah. All right. That's good for this week, everybody. Check. Uh, catch up on the Cobra Kai. We'll be reviewing that and the Boba Fett. Hopefully, something happens on Boba Fett. We can talk about next week. Rugs, where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter at really Rugboy. Follow him there. Follow us. Uh, check our show notes for this episode, jockandnerd.com slash 416 for links to everything, everything we talked about, how to get in touch, how to support the show. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. Share the show with a friend. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. 